You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, home of the Blur Vision. Can't take your order? Oh, wait, are we starting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window to the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with. Hi, it's Organized News Guy, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm not ready. I gotta get the news together. Well, you better hurry up, Michael. Put your pants on because I'll, we gotta. I'll, I'll do it while we're talking. We gotta fucking get through this episode fast because I have. Jordan has shit to do. Yeah, I've got unworthy issues I gotta work through. And I'm sleepy before to tomorrow. We release episode two, part one tomorrow, and the fact that it's part one should tell you right there why I have to fucking get on shit because this shit ain't done. <laughs> Gotta release part one, but the shit ain't done, so he gotta go home so he could complete that, son. Nice! That was actually good! Whoa! (laughs) MC Mikey! Uh, so this week we've got Doom Patrol, we've got How to Train Your Dragon 3, listen to our Patreon episode this week coming out soon for our How to Train Your Dragons 1 and 2 review. Retrospective? Yeah, we literally just filmed, filmed. We're not filming. Recorded? Recorded that, so technically... You're going to hear it in the future, but it's going to be in the past. past. (laughs) So what's the past to us is the future to you. Yeah. We're in the (laughs) flashpoint. (laughs) Flashpoint. But yeah, so we've got Doom Patrol. We've got High Train Dragon. What else? What else? What else? Uh, The Promised Neverland. Promised Neverland. And I think that's it for this week, right? CW's still not back. Chicken Wings. I don't know. CW comes back. CW's... Uh, all cancel. Well, not cancel. Cancel forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, the they're they're not doing the well. Even though February is almost over, but they're taking a break for the rest of this month. Okay. So is it next week? Pretty much. Wait, next week's yeah. Next week is March. So yeah, next week. Okay. Um. So we've got a short list of things to talk about this week, but that's okay because. You know, not every episode has to be a long session, you know. Sometimes you, you're making love, you get in there, and you get the uh, right people, amount of people, wine, people you go complain. slow, you know, take your time. Other times, you finish fast. It happens, man. We're, th- four out of it, five, Mike. It happens, yeah. <laughs> 60% of men. There you go. It's it's more common than you think. Uh, so before we get into topics so of the this week. this episode is going to end pretty premature. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Was it good for you too? <laughs> I mean, Jordan was showing his bicep earlier, and I was starting to get turned on. What? Because <laughs> hot in this room. He lifted up his shirt. He, li- I was like, "Ooh, daddy!" We're, wow. <laughs> Says the guy with no shirt on. All right. <laughs> and we're in Mount uh, Gay. Well, I'm not week. looking at myself. <laughs> Ooh. You are a man, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. I forget sometimes. <laughs> I'm well, a boy. A boy. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> All right. So let's get into iTunes reviews before we get into topics of the week. Starting with. Michael Emerson. It's a five-star review. I was about to say, what? Did I leave a review? I no. don't remember that. <laughs> Emerson, not Simeon. Uh, it's a five-star review. Subject is greatest podcast in the world. 
Hey guys, it's been a while since I left the review. You guys still remain, in my humble opinion, the greatest podcast in the world. You're the reason I look forward to Mondays. Michael, I completely agree that six Thank episodes... Thank you. I don't even know what you're saying, but I'll take it. Well, <laughs> let me finish <laughs> before you cut me off. Michael, I completely agree that six episodes for Game of Thrones Season 8 is not nearly enough. No, it is not. Thrones is my favorite TV show of all time, and I'm equally excited for Season 8 as I am for Endgame. Facts. I just hope they do every character justice. Also, I really think you guys should catch up on Black Lightning. Oh, no. <laughs> guys we are going to <laughs> we are going to watch we're going to do a review of black lightning i'm just i'm just, I'm just gonna wait till the season's over like, like we're failing the entire black community we, we are <laughs> just oh never mind just like just <laughs> fun. i knew you were gonna say you say it you say it, you son of a bitch <laughs> i've been trying to get this guy to talk about it but he doesn't want to <laughs> we will we will we will <laughs> Oh my god, the whole world is talking about just, it. Just like R. Kelly, I'll say that. <laughs> oh, can we just talk about it? Because fucking Black History Month is ruined. <laughs> and and yeah, Jesse. Oh, but yeah, Black Lightning, we're gonna get to. And I, it's so sad because we have this big break now with the CW not coming back for a little bit. Have you watched any of it since then? No. I'm, could, I'm, still trying, I'm still trying to catch up on Supergirl. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's a damn shame <laughs> that I'm more caught up than you in that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, what's he going to say? Jordan, I sleep during the week when I'm not at work. It's <laughs> not like I don't sleep. <laughs> not not during the day. I'm hanging upside down like toothless, like a bat. Like <laughs> no, that's more me. Uh, uh, it's gotten so much better in my opinion. Well, there you go. Michael says it's gotten better, Michael. All right. Well, I got to listen to Michael, Michael, because Michael's always right. Right, Michael, Michael? Michael must know Michael. Yeah, right, Michael? <laughs> Anyways, have a great day and stay nerdy, my blurdies. You guys really need to trademark that. Okay, let's copyright it. <laughs> and for anyone that says it, I'm suing you. <laughs> I'm like, how do you trademark? Can you? Can how do you do that? I don't know, Paris, do remember when Paris Hilton tried to copyright "That's Hot" or whatever the fuck? Are you? A, that, I'm like, now I think about, it, are you? Are you even an LLC? Don't you got to be an LLC to trademark something? Yeah, I have an LLC. So, I, so you can trademark. I don't know how shit works. I don't who work. who has a business degree? <laughs> Let us know. My my degree says theater performance over there. Yeah, your lawyers call our lawyers. And let's figure this out. <laughs> and our last review comes from King JJ the Third. Uh, subject is thank you, and it's a five star review. Thanks for a solid podcast. You're both funny and great hosts. Thanks for the content. No problem, King JJ. Thank you for the thank sweet you review. for the compliment. Yeah. Um, and with that, let's jump right into topics of the week. No time to waste, Michael. Let's get into how to train your dragon. Is what? it raining? I'm listening to the. Okay. No, Michael's I'm, looking at the freaking door. I'm like, what? No, I'm, I'm, turn, I'm turning my ear this way because I hear tap, 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 tap. tap. Oh, I'm like, is it raining outside? Kind of sounds like it. That's what I'm like. It sounds like it, but you know, I have blackout curtains, guys, because again, I sleep during the day, so my curtains are closed. I, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't want to see people do. He doesn't want anyone to know what he does behind closed doors. I don't want to see people to see my, me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want people to see me masturbate. Okay, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk how to train your dragon three. There were dragons when I was a boy. Where they went, only a few know. Our story changed the world forever. We did it! The world's first dragon Viking utopia. Your utopia, maybe. Mine's less crowded and more... Oh! Sanitary. 
I've hunted every Night Fury, except yours. Hand him over. I will never give him up. Then I will destroy everything you love. We are no longer safe here. We all have to disappear completely off the map. We have to fight for their freedom. Come on, Mike! You're nothing without your dragon. Attack! Show them what you got, bud. Save him. It's you and me, bud. Always. And this has been 10 years in the making, Michael. Yes. We talked for about this most, our... For most people. For me, it's been a day. <laughs> well, you're lucky. <laughs> but I was saying in our Patreon episode when we reviewed How to Train Your Dragons 1 and 2 that for me personally... I like things like this where you feel like you're growing up with the character. We've all seen the trailers. We've seen Hiccup with a beard. So, yeah, we see this character grow up over the course of these three movies. So, Which the people fact compare that to John Krasinski. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> they do look mad similar now I think about it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Live action movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but, yeah, since the movie started 10 years ago, like it feels like I've grown up with this character. His life is way cooler than mine. <laughs> My boy grew up and became a badass. <laughs> I feel like I've grown up with him too in the three days. It's <laughs> taking me. All right, poser, you weren't you weren't in the gym <laughs> shooting with us, shooting in the gym. But for those that know our Blurred Vision rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Um, so, Michael, how to train your dragon three? As someone who's just watched the first two movies, how did you feel about this movie going into it? How to train your dragon? Oh, I guess to summarize how you felt about the first two, since we talked about it in the Patreon episode. Okay, uh, how to train your dragon one and two. Uh, I literally just watched finished two this morning. Then went to go see three right after that. Uh, I love the first two series. I gave them. Spoiler alert, I gave them perfect vision. If you want to know more, hear me elaborate. Patreon. <laughs> but uh plug, plug, plug. Yeah, I, I enjoy I mentioned this. I, I enjoy seeing uh long form series where the character evolves and grows. Like uh granted, it took ten years between part two and uh part three, so he didn't actually age ten years, but he still aged. Yeah. And I like that. Unlike something like Incredibles two that Literally was ten. Was it? No, it was more than ten. It was years. More than ten years. It was fifteen, right? Was, yeah, think, yeah. It was fifteen or maybe more. But either way, there was no. There was no. It picked uh, up literally the next yeah, day. It picked up literally the next day. And <laughs> no, it was no, like, no, next moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even the next day. It was like literally the next second. Yeah, and it's like I. Whoa! What is? Whoa! Going it's on? raining babies outside. We thought it was rain. Turns out it's kids. <laughs> But yeah, even though I I enjoy Incredibles too, when I watched it, my whole thing was I was like, I wish they would have grown up during yeah. that time. And like with How to Train Your Dragon, they have grown up, and I love that. Uh, it's not even just grown up. It's I wish their character development stuck from movie to movie. How to Train Your Dragon did that in spades from each movie. It, it Incredibles did. two literally had to reset themselves, and there were consequences from movie to movie. Yeah. Um, the thing I love about all the How to Train Your Dragon movies, and this also goes to part three, is it looks 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the colors, the the rendering, the animation, the facial expressions. Like I don't necessarily know the technical terms, but it just looks fucking great. It looks like it's the attention to detail. Yeah, it looks like one of the best of like a PS PS4 game, mm-hmm. like Spider Man that Jordan has to play. <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about in the Patreon episode, but like the moment where Hiccup and his father have an argument in the first movie, and then after it, like he, you can tell he's really upset, but then there's a moment where he just kind of sighs, and you can see that he's like struggling, like emotionally. He's not he's not angry. He's also hurt. And you mm-hmm. see that just in how he breathes heavily and the look in his eyes. Yeah. And also a thing that, going to what you said about attention to detail, the thing I like about this movie that I, that I, that I noticed is like even when they do like the pan outs of you seeing Burke and you see all the dragons and uh, the flying around and the, the, the city, like you could tell for the most part that even like the small things, like they 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 put a lot of attention to like the colors of the dragons and the houses and there was no like real copy and pasting where it's like oh you see the same dragon right there and it's like like you could there was no real co- that's the only way I could put it there there was no real copy and pasting where it's like oh it just looks like the same thing it's just panned out like everything looked like a work like it looked lived in and yeah. I love that mm-hmm. like again I just I think it all goes back to attention to detail because like even in the first movie. Like there's a tiny scar on Hiccup's like lower chin. You see that? Mm-hmm. And then in the second movie, I think they reveal how he got that scar. And it's like, what? Really? That tiny little scar in the first movie? Actually, there's a story behind it. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah. Um, also going to something that you mentioned in the, uh, we mentioned in the Patreon episode, like just the evolution of not only the characters, but just like how they took the world that they lived in and also used it to evolve their their tools, their armor, the their yeah. their their home. Mm-hmm. Whereas before their home was designed to fight dragons, but now it's designed to house dragons, more or less kind of like a bird house. They had bird houses almost. Yeah, and you see how their architecture changed to cohabitate with dragons. Like they had like more like ledges and they had like docking areas and high and feeding spires. areas. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like their I, way of life literally changed to accommodate the dragons. Yeah, and I, lo- I love that. And yeah. Again, it goes back to attention to detail. Attention to detail is something that mo- I don't know why it's so hard for most storylines or movies or TV shows to like grasp that. Like, <laughs> talking about mention the Flash or even Arrow, like sometimes they fall uh, f- through the wayside with their continuity. Yeah, they forget their own continuity sometimes. They forget their own continuity. <laughs> and I, m- I mentioned this on the uh, Patreon episode, but that's, that's one of the things I also loved about Buffy is they would have callbacks to things that happen in like season seven back to season two. Like it was an episode where Buffy had to make a decision in uh, season seven to kill Anya. Mm. And they were like, how could you do this? This is your friend. And she would talk about, I had to kill Angel in season two. So don't come to me about, you know, uh, I'm making this decision lightly. I'm not. Yeah. And so I love that. And it's like, whoa, this is season seven. They're bringing that up. Like, most shows would have forgot about that stuff. And, like, moving on because Angel's on another show. Like, we're not going to bring that up. And so they would have call. They had call. They had a callback in this, in this uh, movie from the first movie, which I loved. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I, I love this movie. Like, the, the, there was moments with not even just with Hiccup because Hiccup and Toothless are, like, the standouts of this movie. There was just moments where Hiccup and the Light Fury 
that that I, I loved. And you saw it in the trailer, but there was kind of moments where like he was doing like the mating dance to try to attract the Light Fury. Yeah. And there's no dialogue throughout that whole sequence. And it was one of my favorite moments in the movie. Mm. So it just goes. It's so funny. Like, I feel like that's the part that like bored me the most out of the movie, and that's the part you really enjoy. <laughs> no, I love. I love. I wow. love that. And, the, and Michael loves Dragon Love. <laughs> I, do, I do love Dragon. It also reminds me of Lion King. Like, can can you feel that? There was no oh. di- there was no dialogue in that part either. I a hundred percent agree with that though. She was giving my man toothless to come fuck me eyes repeatedly. Yeah, <laughs> the she, way she's going like the. I'm like, yo, are you moaning? What is it? <laughs> that's the part where they basically have sex. They just don't show it. I'm like, what? Yo, fuck. That's how come moan. <laughs> Give him those like, mm, come hither eyes. But yeah, but that's that's essentially what it, like while I was watching the theater, I was like, this is like this is the this is the Lion King moment without the music. Mm-hmm. So and I, I love and I love that moment in Lion King and I love that moment here. Okay. So yeah, the only th- the only thing that I would say is. A negative about this movie is the villain. Yeah, I agree with that. This is like but not every moment. Like, it's not like he's like not that every not every moment, yeah, but the villain. Just... He was weak. Yeah, he was the weakest. Oh, yeah, overall, he was the weakest part of this movie. Like, especially when you the, compare his, him to previous villains, his motivation was not as strong as like other villains, and then just the character itself. I feel like he's well. He's definitely the weakest of all the three movies. Definitely the weakest of all three movies, and so. That's the only. That's the really the only negative that I would put in this movie. But overall, I, I still enjoy this fuck out of this movie. I would give it a perfect vision. Okay, that's fair, and I, I agree with most of what you said. Um, on the note of things I didn't enjoy, because I I also gave the first two movies a perfect vision. Again, go listen to our Patreon episode for me to elaborate on that. But I went into this one with really high. You somehow was like fucking fanboying over the trailers when we, they showed Hiccup with a beard. I'm like. Oh! And play the theme song, dun, 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 dun. like those notes and that imagery. I was already in the trailer going, "Oh God, I can't handle this." <laughs> so coming into this, I had high expectations, um, and I'm not gonna lie. There was a certain point where, toward the end, in my mind, I was sitting there going, "I, I enjoy this, but the." Because they have spent more time focusing on the side characters in this movie, more so than any of the last two movies, um, and because those side characters are still the one-note characters they were in the last two movies, they just spent more time with them, I felt like that time was wasted, so I didn't get the emotional connection to the, the to the main characters I got in the first two movies, like to the father, to the mother, the father in the first, the mother in the second. In this one, it's more about Hiccup and... Astrid's relationship and then the side characters and the the, the village overall um, so the side characters are weak and we spent too much time with them I felt like uh, the villain even though he started off strong with some really intimidating moments early on as the movie went on and you started to understand what his logic was that I had some issues with that we'll get into it when we get into spoilers but there yeah. some things I was just like wait what you want to do what and this is what your plan is? Yeah, I what? feel like his, <laughs> I feel like his introduction was great, but then yes. the rest of it was like wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And then because he he interacts with the stupid side characters a lot, he actually starts becoming goofy like them in moments. So it takes away from his menace. Yeah. So I'm like, you set him up really menacingly, and then he just seems like a goofball in other scenes. So I'm like, ah, you know. And then ultimately he's weaker than both of the villains in the previous two movies. Yeah. So it didn't feel like a big climax. It felt a little anticlimactic to me at the end. Um, 
the stuff with the Light Fury, like I said, that that part dragged to me in the middle. Um, I like their the relationship that built between Toothless and and the Light Fury, and I also like how their relationship paralleled with uh, Astrid Astrid. Pickups. Yeah. Uh, And what that relationship really meant for changing Hiccup's character. Because like like we've been saying, like every single movie I think is strong because they build continuity off of the previous movie. So every movie Hiccup's character has been challenged, has, has changed, and has evolved into the next movie. And the same holds true here. So even though there's some satellite stuff in this movie I don't like, at the core of it, I still really like what they did with the story, and I still really like what they did with the evolution of the main character's character. <laughs> um, but that being said, like right before the ending, uh, I don't want to give away a spoiler as to what the moment was, but it's a a parallel to something that happened in the first movie between Toothless and Hiccup. And I'm like, oh, that's that's beautiful, but I'm not crying. And we all know how I cried everything. <laughs> and I cried, I, I talked about this in the Patreon episode, but the second movie, I didn't cry in the first movie, I just really liked it. But the second movie had me crying twice. One when, spoilers, his father dies, but it's been five years. Come on, guys. <laughs> and two when um, Hiccup is able to break the spell that the Alpha has on Toothless. Because I'm a, I'm a cat lover, so that, that reminded me a lot of my cat Neko. So I was like, <laughs> he was my best friend too. <laughs> and he hit everyone but me too. <laughs> yeah, um, fucking cat. Shut up. <laughs> Scratch the shit out of my hands. Yeah, he hates every, he hated everyone but me. That's why I loved him. So I, I totally resonate with that moment where it's like, yeah, you only love me, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a personal thing, but still. But in the third movie, like I said, I that got to it got to it got to a point where I was just like I'm really feeling this. I see what they're doing, like from a story, like story-wise, like from a narrative position, what they're doing with this moment. But it's not hitting me. I don't think any of these movies hit me as much as the first two movies did. That's kind of a shame. So I was, at that point, I was thinking this is gonna be more than passable movie. And I was, I mean, it's still a good rating, but I was kind of disappointed because like, oh, I just wish they had a little more tighter stuff going on with the main characters and left some of the side character shit. But when they get to the actual ending. When we see that bearded hiccup that we saw in the trailer, bruh, <laughs> like burst. Like I, I can tell when something hits me hard. It's not that I just go, I I literally go, <laughs> like I just burst into tears. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is yet, but yeah. Now I I burst into tears at one moment, and then in the credits, I was fucked up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Meanwhile, little kids laughing, leave with their parents, they're walking by. Mommy, why is that weird man crying? <laughs> leave me alone. He's a pedophile. <laughs> Just dragons make me so emotional. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'd give this movie Perfect Vision too. Um, I feel like overall it's not as strong to, as the second movie to me. But how many times do we talk about if a movie can end strong? Mm-hmm. The last impression is what you're left with. Yeah, and it definitely ended strong. It, it like, is so strong. Yeah, my, the second movie is my favorite of the of the trilogy overall. Overall, yeah. and I would say, and this isn't necessarily a notch on the movie, but this is the weakest of the trilogy. Granted, I gave it a perfect vision. I still enjoyed it, but you're right. It's definitely it's the weakest. You're right. I'm, I'm think I, I was about to say no. Like what? No, it's better than the first movie. But I'm like no, no, it's least, not. Yeah, not at least I was gonna say you. you no, know. I mean I cry, but like. I feel like this movie had stronger moments, 
But really, I cried, but what did I cry at? I can't talk about the spoilers, but I cried at something that, that could only have happened with the first two movies behind it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's it's because of those movies that that ending got me. So, like, without... It, it wasn't the third movie that did it. It was really just the culmination of my feelings for the franchise overall. So, I, yeah, I actually agree with you. I feel like the first movie was stronger than this one. Wow. But damn, I still loved it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, still lo- I still loved it. Yeah. I still gave it a perfect vision, perfect vision, but it's still the weakest. Yeah, agreed. Wow. That's a revelation for me. <laughs> I didn't consider that until you just said it. I was like, wow, holy shit, yeah, I, I don't like it as much as the first one. But I still liked it. A lo- I loved it a lot at the end. That's the dismount, bro. It's all about the last... If you can in pitch perfect, you can forgive so much in a movie. <laughs> yeah. And... I, I yeah I I I love that I love the ending. Although <laughs> me, I was like I was kind of being selfish when 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 a certain thing happened at the end. I was like, oh come on, what are you doing, Nike? Don't do that. Like no. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious what you mean. I, I might mean I might think the same way actually. But let's you you have anything else to say non spoilers? No. All right, so let's jump into spoilers for those who don't want to hear our not or hear our spoiler review. Check out the iTunes description and jump ahead to the next timestamp. So, what are you talking about in terms of spoilers? Talking about at the end where they uh, release the dragons out okay. into the world. Oh yeah, yes. It's like I get toothless, but all of them. Not even just not even toothless. I'm like, why can't y'all raise a family? That, like the whole movie, especially the introduction, like was about humans and dragons cohabitate and i get he was just like people are gonna come after you as long as you're with us yada yada but i'm like why can't they move there yeah well i'm I, not it didn't just, look hab- hab- habitable 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 to humans i'm like but not even just that but i'm like what's to stop i'm like you guys found the hidden world what's to stop some other random people from finding the hidden world and now that you're not there you won't know that they found the hidden world so that now they're a little bit more well that's kind of where some of the logic movie fell apart because they made it seem like in that ending narration that all the dragons went to the hidden world after that but it's like so they had all the dragons in the world at their base the only dragons left in the world were the ones at their base and the ones that the main villain was using that's not true. We established in the beginning of this movie that there was a lot of trappers that had dra- that had dragons. Yeah, though. and then not only that, I feel like they're talking about oh the hidden world. It's the hidden world, and it wasn't that hidden. I was just about <laughs> to say that their father. It took their father years to find it, but I'm like, all right, it's time to find it. It's like the movie was like, all right, it's time to find a hidden world. Well, all right, we that. just happened to run into it. Well, no, it was I, like, I get that because the father didn't have access to the dragons when he was looking. He just had Viking ships. But I mean, like, remember the second movie where Hiccup was literally just like uh, exploring the world? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he found it like yeah. almost instantly. It just fly straight. Yeah, just <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's really easy. That's why I'm like, uh, what, what wasn't that hidden? Like, you, I had more. Of an you didn't issue. struggle that much to find it. It was just like, all right, we found it. Yeah, it's I agree. Like, okay, that was quick. They really could have done more to like make it seem like they had to do shit to actually find it. Yeah, make it almost like an Aquaman quest where they had to go to a puzzle, like find this piece or some some shit where it took them a while to get to Atlantis. Yeah, he had a map, but ultimately was just we're just gonna keep flying straight until we find it. Yeah. Oh look, we found it. Just <laughs> like all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was just more upset with that ending because it just didn't, it didn't just like I, I mean, we kind of said I said this in the Patreon episode too, but just like Iron Man three, it just felt so weird at the end that like they were giving away all the dragons. Like, I, I get Toothless. He was the king of the other world when he was there for like a day. I'm like, you became the alpha for your clan. And I was just, I, I was, I was thinking that alpha. too. I was like, how did he, how was he the king? He's just a badass now. Are there like, bigger dragons too? There was like, an alpha there. Do you see that? The I one did that see atta- that. Was it, was it the one that attacked them? 
No, when they go to the hidden world, one of the dragons that roar when like they do the Lion King moment and like you know all the dragons kind of bow to him. There was a, an alpha that looked like the alpha from the second movie there. So I'm like, oh, so I didn't, Toothless, I, didn't notice, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I saw it. So Toothless is that big of a badass that he just rolled up into the hidden world and day one he's like, yo bitches, I'm the alpha now. They're like, ah right, yeah, he's the alpha. Yeah, let's do it. The Toothless one, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay, sure. Yeah. I that was get, weird to me. I didn't get that. Where he was like, he's the king now. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. How? I don't know. That, that moment of just like, let's all give away our dragons now. Let's let them all go back to the hidden world. I was like, that just feels really rushed. Uh, I get I get why. Yeah, I get why, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't like um, the logic behind, and this is why the villain was weak to me. He started off strong, started off intimidating, but then when you find out that Really, all he has were these like three or four brainwashed dragons with like scorpion tails, and they made it seem like they couldn't beat these guys. But then, flash forward to the end of the movie, ultimately he captures all the dragons. They're all in cages or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just a group of them, not even the whole village, just a group of their fighters. Yeah, go only to, like five of them. Yeah, go and fight him. The main five, really. Yeah, go and fight him without the dragons, free the dragons, and then still beat him. But I'm like, the whole time I was sitting there like. Wait, so you have all these dragons like to, right in your village. Like they're all they they're all trained. They all heed the alpha's beck and call. You could literally have Toothless just go fly to these guys, all these warships with a thousand dragons and beat them. I'm like, why wouldn't they just fight them? Well, I remember at that point Toothless was captured. No, no, before that. The the whole logic of running away was I I get maybe because Hiccup didn't want to fight at all. He was like, I don't want to lose anybody. Like, when you fight, we risk losing our loved ones. But then ultimately, they still had a fight. So I'm like, you, you could have just literally take, had the initiative. Yeah, but at that point, they didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's I never can... a moment where I was like, wait, so your, vil- your antagonist for this movie is literally one dude with a couple of dragons that are like just scorpion tailed? You, you have all the dragons. Like it's not like you're fighting all the an alpha. Yeah, it's not like you're fighting a giant alpha like in the first two movies. You're fighting one dude with three normal dragons, and you have the alpha. You have a whole village of Vikings and all the dragons. Just destroy them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I again, I get it because it's Hiccup's character. But when you tell the audience that hey, we can't fight these guys, and hey, this guy is super dangerous, more dangerous than I ever. I underestimated him. We can't underestimate underestimate him again. And ultimately, you beat him in a way that was easier than how you beat the villains of the first two movies. That's yeah, because the first two ba- first two end battles were a struggle. Yeah, an epic. Yeah, this one wasn't that epic. It wasn't that epic. Yeah, thematically, I liked it, like how it ends with. Uh, I, I, and I guess that's what made it more epic. Thematically, it made. I was uh, no, I don't even think so. I was gonna say I think thematically it made more of an impact than the other two movies. Mm, but then I'm like, no. no. I remember I told you about the crying moment I had. Yeah, with I'm like, no. Him bringing back Toothless, like this was a, was about them learning how to find their strength within without with, the without dragons. the dragons. Yeah, yeah. And they hit well, that like, at the beginning. I feel like they hit to that at the beginning, but I feel like it wasn't executed as strongly as it could have been. No, but I did like the moment where. Hiccup seemingly sacrifices himself to save Toothless, and the the Light Fury sees that, and that's what makes her loyal. Yeah, I like I like that moment. Yeah, save him, and he falls. I'm like, no, Hiccup! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Doom is ripping off all the wings and shit. Although part of me was like, because they make it seem like all oh, the villains gone. I'm like, he landed in water, but he landed in water like a thousand feet up. 
It's a concrete. Yeah, but he was holding on to the uh, toothless while he still had some of his wings. So, so the descent, at least that's what it looked like to me. The descent was slow. He was kind of slowing down. Yeah, but he fell from a really high distance. He's mush. (laughs) (laughs) According to the movie, he's dead. So let's. Like, nah, he he didn't hit that water that hard. (laughs) I'm a fucking mush in that water. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So the, I guess we're skipping around, but. The moment where I was talking about that I felt like it was a more than passable movie was after he saves uh, Toothless and the Light Fury is now like, you know, loyal to him or whatever. When he has to let Toothless go, in the first movie, when he first approaches Toothless, he does that hand thing and he puts his hand on Toothless's head, or he puts his hand up and Toothless puts his head, his head to his hand. Mm-hmm. And they do a reverse shot of that where he puts his hand on Toothless's head. And to let him go, rather than approach him, he takes his hand off slowly. Like, that was a that was a beautiful parallel to that first moment. So there, I was like, "Oh, that's sad," but it didn't make me cry. But what did make me fucking cry was the moment after that, where time skips forward, and then you see the fact that um, he has kids. He has kids. And they look like him, which is like reverse. Like the boy looks kind of like him. The boy looks like her, and the girl looks like him. Uh-huh. Um, he's got the beard. And he goes to visit the hidden world, and the Toothless is there with Toothless's kids, and Toothless flies up, and there's a moment where just like a wild lion or something, he doesn't really recognize. He, him. Yeah, he doesn't realize it was him because it's been years. Yeah, he's got a beard, and, and it's clearly that was the first time they've seen each other in years. So, um, the moment where uh, he tackles him. And it's like, oh, like, oh, they're they're playing and stuff. And then when his kids, and you see the kids like they're looking freaked out. Yeah, well, I would be too. It's a giant fucking attack. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the moment where the kids put their hands up, and Tukas puts his head in the kid's hands, and the kid's face light up just like how Hiccup's face light up the first time, like him and Tukas bonded. And when they fly together, that's what got me. I was like, oh god, <laughs> he's grown up. Like when he's narrating. Like the dragons becoming myths mm-hmm. while he's flying with his son on Toothless, I was just that I lost it. Cause I was like, "Yo, is, he's his father now. Uh, he's his father. Be so proud." <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Cause I mean, cause he he. I think he's a better version of his father. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but, but I like because of the parallels throughout the movie you get of um his father talking to him as a kid. So to see that him passing. Oh, away, and that's the thing. I loved about this movie, like even though the father was dead and gone, they still brought him back in the flashbacks. Which they better do for Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi. <laughs> I mean, they know. better because it worked here. It was very powerful. Yeah, little kid Hiccup is so cute. Well, they say it won't be. I I heard it won't be flat. He'll be a Force ghost. Well, that's what I mean. Oh. But you just gotta have his presence there. So yeah. This movie, I agree with you. Like having his presence there was really good. I thought it was powerful. But another character whose presence I wish was more prominent was the mother. Like, they went through all this work of reintroducing her for uh, part two, only for her to not really... I mean, she had a moment. She had a cool moment, but it was just like one scene. It was, And then the rest of the most... When she gave advice to Astrid about how to... Well, not even that, but also when she went to go uh, uh, follow the... uh, Or was that part two? When she went out to us, found out they were followed, and she had that little action... Action scene. I think that was two. What was that? Oh, that might have been two. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, no, you're talking about. I think that was two. I think that was three. And oh. three, she didn't really do much. She was there for action scenes, but she was just kind of like 
like a side dressing to the, like with all his other side characters. I just didn't like how they they had his best friend hit on an entire movie. That yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was weird. Like all the side characters had like one note. His thing was he's number two and he likes Hiccup's mom. The the girl is just a she's a Dee Dee type from Dexter's Laboratory. Hi Dexter, I'm gonna talk all the time. I'm super annoying. She annoyed the fuck out of me in this movie. Yeah, they, they gave her too much to, and especially because she fucked everyone over and no one talked about it. Yeah, no no one said anything. Like oh, so you're so stupid, you led him back to us, and now we lost all our dragons. Well, anyway, moving were you on. Fo- were you followed? I never looked back. You dumb bitch. <laughs> no apology. Yeah, no nothing. like, oh man, my bad. Nothing. They didn't they didn't mention it at all. It was just like, all right, moving on. If anything, Hiccup may seem like it was his fault for bringing Toothless back in the first place. I'm like, it ain't your fault. No. It's her bitch ass dumb timing as a fault here. Yeah. It was like, all right. Yeah. But what made me cry like ball was the credits at the end. Like this the 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 highlights of all the moments that you know, they were together. Oh, they, they were together throughout the years. Because he had to lose his dragon and then find him years later. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I wish they did, is because they gave the side characters more to do, I wish they actually became, like, they were more or less caricatures instead of characters. That's, what I, that's exactly what I mean by being one note. They're caricatures. Because the other guy's thing was all oh, his beard. I mean, honestly, they're for the kids. Like, all those characters are just make the kids laugh. Because I, I got a few chuckles at the beard joke. That's kind of funny. Hug and embrace me, my, me my, and my, 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 my thick beard. Yeah, thick beard. Yeah, it was, he's literally just, like, tying yeah, he's tying his, his face. Yeah. yeah, Where tying his hair. Yeah. And the fat kid just carries on that baby dragon the entire time. And even even the uh, the second well, command yeah, of the father. I was going to say, yeah, the fa- he didn't really get a character. He didn't really have a character. No, he's wanted to have Astrid and Hiccup get married. And he had that running joke of... Uh, the, the goblin dragons. Remember these Which I was up? like, were they real? Because another person ended up seeing them. Yeah, I thought they were fake the way he was like, it seemed like he was hallucinating them. Yeah, because there was a moment where Hiccup looked and he didn't see anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so he's hallucinating. So he's fucking crazy. But then there was another moment where the other guy saw them and then it was like eating the boat. Yeah, like, piranha or something yeah something like so he's not crazy i don't know it was a weird <laughs> such a, it, was, it was a really weird running joke I, I just feel like they needed things for the characters to do like uh, do something funny <laughs> yeah um but i mean overall i still enjoyed it even with the weak villain and the weird focus on some of the side characters because at the end of the day the theme of being self-reliant i think was the perfect way to end hiccup's story because that's what he was from the first movie he was very uh insecure with himself and you saw him grow in confidence from that first movie to the third, but then you also realize it's because he always had uh, his best friend Toothless there. So he had to realize that it, you know Toothless helped him gain his confidence, but those qualities that made him a leader were always there. And I like that, because Asher had to remind him of that, and his mom had to help her remind him of that. Yeah, and uh, a thing that they tried to do in this movie, which I'm just like... It's fucking Beauty and the Beast all over again, which I'm like, and they didn't even do it as as as, as subtle as Beauty and the Beast. Basically, and I, and I found this out after I uh, after I uh, or before I saw the movie, so I was like, I was waiting for, it, especially after I saw the first two movies. They basically came out and said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm not even bother to talk about this in news because we're talking about the movie." But they basically came out and was like, "Oh yeah, Gobber, this movie confirms that Gobber's actually gay." 
Wait, who's Gobber? The the mentor, the fa- the second in command to the father. How does the it old guy? Him? Exactly. What? <laughs> exactly. Uh, like, what? What? Like yeah. Because remember, he was talking to the guy with the muscles, and he was like, "You're beautiful. You you are oh, like a, a, Adonis or a, whatever. Yeah, a body like Thor. That yeah. was supposed to be his gay moment. But he but then he related it to himself and was like, "I also have that problem." No, that was his gay moment. I thought it was just a vain moment. Like a comedic no, vein no, moment. Was, this, it confirmed from the creators. Wait, and that he, was the creators that said that too? It wasn't even like someone was reaching for that? No, no, no. The creators have confirmed. That's some fucking Harry Potter bullshit. <laughs> that is some J.K. Rowling. Oh, by the way, Dumbledore's gay shit. Get out of here. Yeah. This, this, but this shit is why people get mad at like uh, people pandering. Like That's pandering. Like, come on. Like, what a reach that is. That's why I, that's why I said that. God. <laughs> it's the Beauty and the Beast moment. That's ridiculous. And just like, yeah, it's adding diversity to the animated. I'm like. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. Like, how dare you? <laughs> why bother saying that? Exactly. Why bother? Because they said there was a line in the second movie that Craig Ferguson ad-libbed uh, where he was like, this is why I don't get married and for another reason. That he ad libbed the ad for another reason in a second movie. I don't he even was remember. like, there was a moment where they, uh, it was it was something that happened, and then uh, Gobber was like, "This is why I don't get married." And then the ad lib was, "And for another reason." Hmm. So they decided to keep that, and they was like, "Well, what's the, what could be the other reason?" Oh, he's gay. Let's do this. let's talk talk about Thor, and it was like that's yeah. I not- no, I did not see that at all. Granted, if I didn't read this article, I would have been like, oh, he's just talking about the gods. Like, you have a body like the Like, it's a normal thing. I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't read into that at all. That's some J.K. I didn't Rowling. read into that at all either. That's some J.K. Rowling shit. Yeah, so, so I'm like, all right. Did you know Double is gay? <laughs> By the way. By the way, after seven books. Hmm. Uh, is there anything else in the movie you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. Again, I love where the Astrid and Hiccup. I love their chemistry in the second movie. How it evolved from the first movie, and I love where it ended up in this movie. She really became his like his rock. I think that was oh, beautiful. Hold on, here it is. I think it's nice. It's progress. It's honest, and it feels good. So we wanted to keep it. What did you keep? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, whatever. But yeah, what were you saying about Astrid? Um, I just like how their their relationship evolved over the course of the three movies to the point where they get married in this one. Like I really believe that they they're a good couple. Like. Their playfulness and their banter, how it evolved from the first, second, and third movies. Yeah, and I loved how, speaking of the callbacks, like she she mentioned, like I was there with you from the beginning, and you were doubting yourself then, mm-hmm. and you're doubting yourself now. But what are you gonna do? Like they brought back that thing. What are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Probably gonna do something crazy. Yeah, that was beautiful. I, I, I love that. And I like the it's fact like, that she admitted, like you made me hiccup, who I am. That's the hiccup that I know. Yeah, just so you made me who I am, and like you were saying before in the Patreon episode, like. He changed the world. He changed the village. He changed everything. Unfortunately, by the end of it, they... Changed it back. Changed it back, yeah. (laughs) Dragons are a myth now. It's like, fuck. Game of Thrones status. No more magic. (laughs) Although part of me was just like, if you're going to release the dragons, why are you going to look for the dragon? Wasn't the whole point of... I don't know. I don't know. He just got want to see his friend one last time, show his kids, you know, catch up a little bit. But they, the way they make it seem like this, like it's not, it wasn't, it's not that last. Like they're gonna interact again. Like now, now that he got kids, and now that they got kids, they're back together. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, they'll just be the only dragon family. Like they'll just go there every once in a while, and visit as the kid grows up. The Burks. Yeah, 
oh god i fucking love that ending so much <laughs> i was like man this is good but i'm not crying I, that's surprising as soon as that fucking little kid smiled and they're flying together in the dragon <laughs> he grew up his father would be proud <laughs> where's my dragon what Where's my dragon? Cisco, unleash the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, penis. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Only subject of penis. Let's get into Doom Patrol. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <laughs> well, the. I was gonna say, uh, how is that? What's his name? What the bandage guy? He's gay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the. That's my amazing segue. <laughs> no, who loves penis? Bandage guy. What? There you go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this week's episode is called Donkey Patrol. Oh my god. It's Cloverton. It's on your head. It's on your head. It's on your head. It's on your head. No, don't do it! No! Jane, what are you doing? No! Jane! You still think you control this story, don't you? You've slipped through my fingers for the last. If you look at the episodes, you can see that's kind of their thing. They're going to keep like changing the first word to something patrol. I don't know this. Okay. Well, next week's episode is Puppy Patrol or something. But how did you feel about this week's episode of Doom Patrol? Uh, second episode of Doom Patrol. Uh, recapping the first episode. I really enjoyed the first episode. I believe I gave it a perfect... Yeah, I gave it a perfect... Yeah, we gave it perfect. We gave it a perfect vision. So I was excited to... Uh, jump back in and look at the second episode and i gotta say i felt the exact opposite really (laughs) yes i'm now interested because i i didn't like it as much i was curious what you thought about it some i'm really curious what you thought about it so yeah like again like i said i gave the first episode the perfect perfect vision and this episode i just felt like I don't know. I just felt like things were meandering and like it felt like to me, even though stuff was happening, so it wasn't as bad, but I felt like this was a trope that happens in a lot of episodes of The Walking Dead where it's just like, okay, something major happens and then the next episode, we're just going to stand around talking. And that's kind of what I felt like this episode was like stuff was happening, but the stuff that was happening to me was boring. Like, I felt myself bored pretty much this entire episode. Like, even when, in the beginning, when they had, you know, the set piece of the the town being destroyed and stuff like that, it's just like, they were just standing around. Like, they were standing around. And it's like, I get you could make the argument, well, what do you do about a vortex? And it's like, well, it's a superhero show. Like, it, I didn't feel like nothing was happening. We even said they were, they're not really superheroes. Like, what the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> I know, but I, I know, but I still felt like there was no, there was no, like, there was nothing happening. It was just, they were standing around for the whole episode and it was just talking and dialogue. And even when the vortex is over, it was just more talking and die. It was just like, <laughs> Michael clearly was bored with the talking and the dialogue. Yeah, I was just, I was bored. <laughs> wow. And then they introduce Cyborg, and I'm not a fan of the actor. Really? I'm not a fan of the actor playing Cyborg. I'm a fan of the actor, but I kind of like how they introduced him. That was interesting. I feel like that was a better version of Justice. How they introduce him, I like, but the actor, I don't. Yeah. What, What don't you like about him? It's just like he doesn't necessarily fit. 
the profile of Cyborg. Mm. And then just like the the way he delivers his like his line reading, I'm not a fan of it. I can agree with that. That's what I'm asking. At all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's almost like he's trying too hard. Trying to act almost. Yeah, he's trying to like he's trying to act like cyborg. And it's yeah. like I like him better than Ray Fisher though. Uh, really? Uh, Actually there are moments I like him better. But there's a lot of times. Here's my thing. I feel like there people are just way angrier in this episode than the first one. Like Robot Man, clearly this is a prequel to the Titans episode because he's just angry. Like every scene, he's just yelling and cursing and being like a fucking dick. Yeah. But meanwhile, in the Titans episode, he was like all jokes and good times, and you know what I mean? Mellow, like, yeah. He seemed comfortable with himself. In this one, he's like an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, I, th- I think we kind of figured that out in the, uh, the first episode. We were like, is this a prequel? Like, what does this take place? It's like, because they kind of established like he's not used to being a robot, like mm-hmm. not used to having no feelings or no 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 emotion. But it's like... But I don't like, like the person. But it's like, technically you do have emotion because you're fucking yelling right now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying I don't... I think... What's his face? Um, Brendan Fraser? is do- It's a Brendan Fraser, yeah. Yeah, he's doing a great job like in terms of like the voice acting. But what they're doing with the character of having him just be like kind of saltier in this episode, I was like, ah, I'm kind of over it. I feel like Cyborg and Robot Man together, it feels redundant. Yes, I, it does. But redundant. I, I said that. But I said that like when they did the uh, trailer, I was like, they're having Cyborg part of the Doom Patrol. First of all, Cyborg was never part of the Doom Patrol, but now you got a Robot Man and a Cyborg. It's like who's it's, apparently been like basically Justice League level. It's the same thing. Dropping Batman references, Flash references. Well, they're saying Justice he's League they're saying he's more or less audition. If he keeps this path, he'll be able to join the Justice League. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't feel <laughs> like it. I'm um, like you don't seem Justice League level. No. Not even close. It, the world doesn't I'm like really you don't even like, seem Teen Titans level. <laughs> this world doesn't feel very mainstream DC. So to have them integrating so early is just like, "What?" Really? You've been hanging out with the Flash? That just seems odd to me. Yeah, when I'm it seems with odd. The girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, to sit around and talking. Like, uh, but yeah, like I mentioned the fact that I've been up since I worked last night. And so I'm tired. Like, but, I, but for the most part, like I've had, like when I watch How to Train Your Dragon and all these other shows, like I was, I'm up. Yeah. But this, I was starting to doze off. I started getting lost when they go into the donkey's yeah, even that dimensional like, body. I was thing. just like, the donkey is a door. I'm like, what? <laughs> like even that, like it's that. I guess that's supposed to be cool, but to me, I was like, okay, this is reminding me of the stuff of Legion that I didn't like, mm. where it started to get super trippy and stuff. And I was just like, like I, I, I fell off a of Legion because of that shit. I liked, like I liked in the first episode, the the evil narrator, and how yeah, he kinda, I like that. He even mentioned like, D, D, he even mentioned DC Comics. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, I, I'm beyond time. Like, I'm the narrator. You can't fuck with a narrator. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like that that trippy origin story stuff with the cyborg, melty girl, and bandage guy. I need to get these names. <laughs> Negative man. Negative man. Rita. Rita and cyborg. I like that that stuff. Like, But, like, I, I don't like Crazy Jane. She does a really bad split impression. Like, her going through personalities, I'm just not feeling it. I think it's cool that some of her personalities have crazy overpowered abilities. So maybe that's how they're going to become, like, an actual superhero group. Because she's, her, Cyborg, and Robot Man are the only ones, like, with reliable powers right now. 
Yeah, because I'm like, I still don't, like, I don't know what Negative Man does. I don't get it either. Like, I get the entity leaves his body, but at the same time, it's like, but he can't control it. So it's like. And what is it? I mean, these are all questions. Yeah, and what is it? And what can it do? Like, it kind of looks like electricity, but they say, but they mentioned it was cosmic waves or whatever. Cosmic, cosmic radiation. So it's not electricity. So. I don't, I don't know. And why is it sentient enough to not want him to take a bus and leave? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And how is it related to that other dude's, like, other dimension powers? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, but these aren't questions that I'm like, oh, my God, I got to find out. They're more just like, I don't get it. How does this, how does this connect? Yeah, how does this work? Yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it, but but I I started to feel like that's why I said I felt the I felt completely opposite from where I got it. I know why. I know why I felt the way I did. I felt like the first episode was like a really interesting character study because you delved into each of the characters' psyches. You know what I mean? And this one, it felt more like the beginning of a superhero show, but because these superheroes are fucking weird or just don't really feel like a, like superheroes together. I feel like that's where it's kind of getting weaker because you're not, it's not as emotional or personal as that first pilot was. Yeah, that makes sense. You're, you're dropping off some of the emotional, character driven stuff for the sake of the big, flashy superhero stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's and, like now we're doing, it's like X Men now. <laughs> but not as good, yeah, though. Yeah, DC X Men. Yeah. I, uh, Is that what they were? Weren't they DC's answer to Titans or something? Or like the Titans was based on Doom Patrol? Oh, no, no. I mean no, X-Men. I mean X-Men. Wasn't was X-Men like, based what? on Doom Patrol? I said Titans. I meant, wasn't X-Men based on Doom Patrol? Because didn't Doom Patrol come out first? I want to say. That, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. Because most DC stuff came out before, because Mar- Marvel came way later. I mean, it's the dude in a wheelchair, a house. Like, you know what I mean? It seems very like X-Men. I mean, probably. Yeah, I, th- I think that's how it worked. But the X-Men are better. <laughs> way, way better. Way, way better. And also, I was right last week about the... Uh, the father, what's his name? To my Niles or Niles. Victor? No, no, Niles. I mean, not Victor. Uh, they, Silas. They recast Niles. Oh, they did. Yeah, from because I I remember the, like the actor looked different in the Titans episode, and he he seemed way more sinister. I think it's just how the the two actors like portrayed the character. The other this new guy is way warmer. Maybe that's why they recast him. Yeah. Because the other guy couldn't play warm. No, he could not. He was like a serial killer. I'm like, why the fuck would they stay in the house with this guy? <laughs> run, run away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like, and then even the, the, the stuff with like Cyborg and his father, like, I get what they were trying to do. They obviously got to give Cyborg motivation to want to leave. But it's like, I'm not really feeling their chemistry. Like, I don't feel chemistry from them no not really and i think it's more so on the the acting strength or lack thereof of cyborg i'm the cyborg man i think it's both of them i don't think i don't have a problem with the father i I didn't have a problem i didn't have as much problem with the father yeah nothing really stood out nothing really stood out to me but i was just i wasn't like watching that's kind of what i mean i don't mean like he's bad or anything i just mean like he just felt kind of flat but that could also just be because he's bouncing off somebody's kind of flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just having Cyborg and Robot Man yell at each other for most of the episode wasn't that super exciting for me. 
No. But I did find it weirdly satisfying when they would talk to each other and you could hear the robot noises every time they both moved. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. But surprisingly, even though they're both robots, that did not even come up really. Like it was never really a moment where it was like, oh man, you're a robot. I'm a cyborg. Huh. Isn't that weird? Like, you know what I mean? It was just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe because technically he still has human parts. I guess. Because he's way, because he, even though he's, even though he's cyborg, he still is way more human body like even his whole like one of his hands like you still see his human fingers that part was fucked up and they show how fucked up he was after the accident and yeah. like the 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 hallucination hallucination of his father operating on him ugh yeah. prosthetics in that were ugh i mean it's the 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 the, the uh not just the the cgi but like just the effects period are better than titans yeah so yeah. you can tell they put they put more money into the show Definitely, but I feel like they need to put more money into mm-hmm. it so they're not fucking just standing around <laughs> you know, like superhero battles or whatever. I don't know. Just do something. You didn't, you didn't like when Crazy Jane fought Cyborg and Robot Man for a second? I mean, that was... Hot second? For, yeah, a hot second. That was, <laughs> all she did was she flew in fire and then she blasted him with electricity and that was then. And then, no, and that weird-ass metal power where she speaks metal words that become Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, things. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. what are these powers? It's fucking weird. Fucking Avatar over here. Yeah. <laughs> metal bending, fire bending, lightning bending. Yeah, there's another, there's another character like that. Has multiple personalities and, and their multiple pow- powers. Their powers change based on the personality. It did seem familiar. Yeah, I can't remember who. Yeah, me either. But um, hey, yeah, and it ends on the question mark of uh, oh fuck, what was it? Uh, negative man. You see his face, and he looks way more fucked up than Deadpool ever did. So I'm like, Deadpool needs to stop complaining about being ugly because this dude got yeah, it way worse. Great, yeah. Like, yo, you you still beautiful, Deadpool. Yeah. You still look, you still look like Ryan Reynolds a little bit. This guy is messed. up. Oh, <laughs> super fucked up. Please keep those bandages on forever. <laughs> and then uh, the entity, I guess they're communicating some somehow. It can read English. Yeah, it reads a note he leaves. It's in a hum- it's in a human body. It's weird, but also makes I found it weird because it's like the entity is keeping him alive, but when it's in him, negative man is in control, not the entity. Yeah, it's weird. And he just like he goes unconscious when it leaves his body. No, I think he dies. Oh, is that what that is? He dies? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's weird. And how's his end? Oh, oh yeah, the crazy Jane painting and because like, I mean, heroes. Because I'm just like thinking like technically that thing is keeping him alive. Yeah. And making him super durable or whatever. Yeah, so I'm thinking Can he shoot lightning lightning bolts or something? Like I don't what know. is he ultimately gonna be able to do? That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> what can what can he do? What does that thing do? Because I'm like, it's got to do more than just, all right, I'm just going to leave your body. You're going to go unconscious. Like, what is that? Or I'm going to fly into, because I remember we asked last week, what did it do last week when it flew out of his body? And Chris said he th- uh, it absorbed, like, the electricity from a pole. I'm like, that can't be it, though. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I didn't notice that either, but I'm like, that can't be it. No. He's got to be able to, because I'm thinking... And obviously, this is still the beginning of it, so maybe he doesn't have control over it. Cause, but I'm thinking the moment where they fought the Titans, and there was a moment Starfire was like, and her eyes went uh, uh, green. She's like, "You don't want to mess with me," or some some shit like that. He's like, and he held up his hand too, and was like, "Well, you don't want to mess with me either." Some shit. It was He's got to be able to shoot that it was, energy. It was, or some, it was some moment like that. Yeah. 
I remember like, that. You don't want to see my true self or some shit. It's like heroes because they don't show you the fight. Yeah, and they didn't, but they didn't fight. But it was like, oh, so he must be fucking badass. But based on this, I'm just like, mm. he's got to be able to eventually shoot like lightning bolts or something. That's the only thing I can think of. But speaking of heroes, the way it ends is kind of like heroes, the guy that used to, like like do cocaine and then paint the future. Because apparently Crazy Jane's painting yeah, an painting image, an image of, cyborg of Cyborg holding his father. With the actual like cyborg look. Well, you can see he, he's all bulky underneath the, the shirts he's wearing. So he's got to be robot underneath there, underneath that, right? He takes out that shirt, he's like the robot top. Or budget. Because <laughs> you can even see his neckline. Like It looks like there's like a metal neck there. He just won't take off his hoodie. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and are, is the Doom Patrol around them also dead? They look like, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like just taking plot elements from other shows. Like, oh, what has Heroes got? The person, person the future? the future, yeah. Uh, give let's, us let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you rate it? Uh, low passable. I'm going to give it a middle-of-the-road passable. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was disappointed just because, like, I the first... I don't know. That, that pilot made it seem like this would be a different type of show like a different type of superhero show. But this episode felt more like Titans or it felt more like a CW show almost. Nah, I was going to say, I, I, I didn't like the there was There were episodes of Titans that I like way more than than this. Well, I'm, I'm talking more like the structure of the episode. Remember that, that, the Doom Patrol first episode almost could have been a movie. That's what, it felt like a movie. Yeah. This, this just feels like a normal superhero show. I'm like, oh, is that what we're doing? I thought we were doing something different with this, but okay. I'm, I'm still willing to check it out. I'm not going to try. Oh yeah, it. I haven't written it off, but just based on, just based on this episode, I'm not as excited to catch the next episode as I was after the first one. Agree. All right. Well, on that note, uh, something that I still continuously excited for. Let's talk about the Promised Neverland. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we missed. La- Whoa. That's that guitar riff. We missed last week's episode. We did. But I guess we just talk about this week's and just summarize the first one. Uh, I mean, summarize last week's. The gist of it was what? Oh, the revelation that it. <laughs> the cliffhanger being, oh my God, someone's coming. Who Which is I, it? I said, I said yeah. that was going to be the case. I was a little kid. But then they eventually do tell. Uh, the brown kid and the glasses girl about the fact that Dan and Gilda. There you go. You know the names. I don't. <laughs> um, they do the eventually truth. tell them the truth. Yeah. And he fucking flips out. He punches the shit out of both of uh, Norman and Ray, and was about to punch the shit out of Emma. Yeah, but to be fair, they kind of deserved it. I mean, because ultimately he doesn't even freak out as bad. Like he he's more mad in that moment that they didn't trust him enough to tell him the truth. But then he he had, takes a walk for a little bit. And you find out, like, he just, he's just upset that he feels powerless. Like, he just feels like he can't... The fact that he, they didn't trust him either, he feels like he can't contribute anything like they can to actually fixing anything. Yeah, I, like, I, that moment was pretty powerful to me. Yeah. But part of me, I was also kind of like, well, of course you can't be trusted. Look at the dumb shit you just did. Word. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Let me just go into the mom's yeah, let fucking me just go into her library. Room, even though we told you not to do yeah, it. Trying to find hidden passages over here. Like, what are you like, bro? <laughs> you yeah. caught, we're all dead. <laughs> do you not get this? <laughs> I'm like, you kind of proved the point. <laughs> like, even if you didn't know that they, she would kill them. Like, if you get caught, we're all fucked. Exactly. So I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was like, all right. <laughs> and the episode 
that episode ends with um, there being. And here's here's a, a nitpick I have for the entire series so far. There are so many times these kids have these fucking loud ass conversations in this one little orphanage in the middle of a giant forest in the middle of nowhere. It is dead silent at night. But they'll have like they'll shout, they'll scream, they'll punch each other in the middle of the night, and no one hears this shit in the house. No, they're all asleep. Get the fuck out of here, because every, every room, everywhere is soundproof. Bullshit. <laughs> but my man's like laughing maniacally and shit when he finds like, ah! I'm like, no one heard that. <laughs> and then when he storms outside and they have that whole conversation outside. But apparently somebody has been hearing it. Exactly. You find out that the uh, Aunt Jemima looking chick, <laughs> the sister, she she was spying on them, and now she knows. Yeah, I feel like as every uh, the more episodes go by, she looks they make, crazier and crazier. Well, not even just that. I was gonna say they make her fucking lips bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, so I mean, when she when she acts crazy as fuck in this recent episode, like they give her quote unquote black lips. It's like I mean, I'm she's like, already got black lips, but they make it like yes, they make her face look insane. They make it almost like fucking Mr. Popo <laughs> doing all that shit. Part of me is I'm like, are they being racist? <laughs> it's Japan. They're super xenophobic. They. They're, they 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 definitely make caricatures of, caricatures of black people. I will say though, out of a lot of the black characters that they've made, she she's at least some she looks some not the best, but she doesn't look as bad as a lot a lot of the black characters I've seen them do. I mean, I agree with that. You remember Dragon Ball Z? Not, yeah. not, not as Mr. I was, Popo. I, I, was, I was thinking, no, yeah, not even that. Not Mr. Popo. Uh, the other ones. <laughs> yeah, the other ones. <laughs> Big ass fucking sausage lips. I'm like, yeah. oh man, come on, DBZ. <laughs> but that's Japan. But, um, but you find out that she knows everything. And the twist is in this episode, she's, she's actually on her side. side. Yeah. Because she used to, to, a, to be. A certain... She reveals on her neck that she has a tattoo just like them. Mm-hmm. So she used to be a kid. In one of the uh, farms like them. Which is more world building because they reveal that the women, if you're a girl, you get a chance, you get a choice of getting shipped off based on your scores. Yeah. Getting shipped off or joining the ranks. It's also convenient that every other question they have, she's like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, God damn it. We want answers. She's like, nah, I'm sorry. I don't know any answers. <laughs> but also, it, it also helps push the mystery because like she's only been let in but so much. Yeah. So it's like, even though she seems like she has all the knowledge, she really doesn't. She's still scared as and fuck a mom. she's also, a, <laughs> even though she seems like she also has a lot of power, she too is a prisoner herself. Oh yeah, she can't leave. Because in the revelation die. that, yeah, she has a fucking, like, suicide squad. Yeah. She has like a bomb in her chest. See, this is what I mean by like, my fear of, are these kids going to get chased down by demons? Because now we know for sure it can't be the, the caretakers. They can't leave. No, they can't leave. So it would have to be demons chasing them down. Yeah. And there are apparently human civilizations and they get out al- there. And they get alerted. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> but the moment where the mom like goes to her, I guess that's the end, actually. That's the cliffhanger. Where she has an envelope with whatever that message is. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck did she say? I don't know. But when she whips <laughs> out the knife... And the sister like kind of cowers. Yeah, she I'm like, thought she's come on, girl. Yeah, yeah I was like, fighter. Yeah, 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 fighter ass. <laughs> They're just be like, oh no, <laughs> you're way bigger. You see how fast she is? She's big and strong as fuck. <laughs> she's fast as fuck. Yo, she becomes Usain Bolt. Out she of does. She is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, why is she moving like that? Yeah. <laughs> Such a pain. Thanks to black people. <laughs> uh, we're very fast. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this episode, you know, continuation of the mystery. Um, them trying to to coordinate distracting mom to have uh norman and ray or no norman and emma 
actually investigate the outside of the wall area. I also wonder what that uh what it was it that she found in Ray's room. It was like a note. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I got them now," or something. Yeah, was it planted? I, don't I know. think it was. It had to have been. It had to have been. I think it, I think it was planted, but I'm like, I wonder what it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what else happened in this episode. Was that it? Um. Yeah, Dan and Gil to find out the truth. They found out Norman. They found out Ray's the traitor. Um, uh, the conversation between mom. Yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, also, like, it also, it goes to show as well that fucking, uh, what is her name? Sister. I think that's what they call her. Yeah, sister. She's smart as fuck, too. Like, don't underestimate oh, her. Oh, yeah. She like wants how to help was, them. Well, not even that, but how she was able to put stuff together in terms of like while they were asking questions of her oh right she was reading them she was reading them and the, first and the, the terrible poker face like as soon as she said something they were just like <gasps> like Yo, change your face yeah. <laughs> it's like oh so you already know how to stop the tracer because you didn't touch your ear when i mentioned that it's by your ear yeah they weren't surprised no you weren't surprised like i could tell by like your pupil dilating the way you breathe the way you stand like mm-hmm. you're giving yourselves away and as she's saying these things they're dead giving it away i'm yeah, like yo dead. fix your face you hear what yeah. you saying? <laughs> but they're kids yeah but at the same time norman's fucking little light or little l so <laughs> but he's still a kid yeah but I mean, just overall, I'm I'm still enjoying the mystery, and like I think what it's like six more days until the escape attempt. They said, yeah, it's still a slow burn until we get to that point. But I'm still super invested. Like they do a really great job of keeping that cat and mouse game really interesting. Yeah, and I wonder what uh what the cameras for for Ray because he said this is gonna help. Oh right, the Polaroid he took of yeah. Emma and and uh and Norman. I'm like, I wonder how that is gonna play in. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I don't know. I just want to see how the fuck these kids are going to survive, man. Cause, and some of these kids are so cute. Like, they'll keep showing these kids like like for random like scenes. I'm just like... Oh. And they also introduced a potential ally for the outside world. Oh, the guy. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The they, owl. They did all that quarter owls bullshit and like found notes on each envelope that was sent from the kids or something, right? Yeah. Which I'm just like... They say Emma is the, isn't the one that found her. One of the other kids did. But then I'm like, well, who is this other fucking kid? Y'all need to get him on your team. Yeah. That's if he's a, that smart to figure that out. That was a weird moment. I didn't really understand why Why did they start investigating those envelopes in the first place? Not the envelopes, but the books. Remember the books. she said uh, another kid that reads, he's the one that saw, he's the one that noticed it. And then she said something about how she put like, but what a weird place to leave a message. Like, you know what I mean? It ended up being Morse code or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I mean, I guess. I and why can they read Morse code, but the the fucking mom can't? Or Well, she might, but she might not know about it. Oh. She might not read those books because they're for the children. What a weird place to leave a message for somebody. <laughs> yeah, but they found it. Yeah, well, <laughs> plot, you know. <laughs> uh, what did you rate the episode? Um, what would I rate this episode? I mean, I wasn't like blown away by it. I give it more impassable. Ah, uh, I give it more impassable. <laughs> and nothing. 
Like, I didn't really even understand what the cliffhanger was about. It's just there was a cliffhanger. Because they don't reveal it. it. It's like, oh, shit, what is it? Uh, uh. But that's what every... I mean... Who opened the door? Or but that whatever. was like, I, I knew the stakes. It's like, if that's mom, you're fucked. <laughs> this is like, if she gets, like, I don't even know what could be the message and what the consequences are. You know what I mean? Like, this is. When I said, when I said she's about to leave and I'm, I'm assuming, I don't, they're going to kill her. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and she's, I don't really care about her. Like I care about the kids. So it's not the same amount of. Well, like, I guess oh, now, I guess now that she, uh, more or less aligned herself with them i care about her a little bit more granted she's probably gonna betray them exactly it's not, it's not like she's really good or anything but she's still an, a temporary ally so it makes it more interesting like this chess match that she's playing with not only the kids but now she's playing with the mom in addition to the fact that she now because she was already playing a chess match with the mom too but now she's playing a double chess match and that she now has the kids on her side trying to get more information from about mom and yada yada. <laughs> yada yada. Yeah, because I, I lost where I wanted to go. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note of not knowing where to go, let's go to emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Joss Whedon. What? Oh, what? Josh Whedon. That's Joss Whedon's cousin. <laughs> uh, sup, fellas? Manga? Hey, I was wondering if y'all As knew I'm about... Like slowly declining in like energy. I can tell. That's <laughs> why so I'm trying to speed through this. <laughs> I also got to get back to do some editing. So, Hey, I was wondering if y'all knew about the Viz Manga subscription. If not, you should check it out. It's pretty awesome. It's 1919... Is this a... Advertisement or email? Yeah, I'm like, what? It's one nine nine a month, and you're able to read all kinds of manga from My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Super and Naruto and all kinds of stuff. Read? Read? <laughs> I am reading a book, bro, but I'm like, I fucking subscribe to Marvel Unlimited, which is nine ninety nine a month, and I can, I barely touch that. <laughs> wow. Uh, just letting y'all know if you didn't. Peace. Thanks, Josh. I read my manga online for free. <laughs> I, also, I also mentioned this before. I don't, I don't like reading manga because no colors. Yeah, black and white's kind of. Yeah, it's black and white. I've actually popped into the Dragon Ball. That's Super why I manga. haven't really read the. I have the Walking Dead compendium. I haven't touched it because, like, I'm like. Oh, it's in black and white. I wish I'd have known that before I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I need pictures, guys. Pretty pictures with colors. Uh, I justify The Walking Dead being black. I am and white a rainbow. Of, wow, because of the uh, classic Romero movies. That's how I kind of vibed it. You know what I mean? Classic Romero, Romero zombie movies. Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Dead. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Romero was like the main zombie director, dude. I think the only one I saw was Night of the Living Dead. Let's see. Next email comes from Marble Pal Xander. Hey guys, what's up? It's your friendly neighborhood Xander. Again, fight me, Jacob. I'm waiting. <laughs> Here's the line. Cross it, bitch. <laughs> Word. Oh, Xander. I'm starting to come up with the concepts of Jormungandr. Michael might understand then because he's in God of War. The world snake? Yeah. Jormungandr? Yeah. That's because I know my Norse mythology. Do you though? For some reason, I don't even know why. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I actually be really into mythology. That's actually kind of what I guess what got me into superheroes. So. I and and still, I like I, I really like Greek mythology. All that rape, and I'm, and I'm starting to get to well, I mean, <laughs> and I'm starting to get into Zeus Af is a slut. I'm starting to get into African mythology as well. Oh, like Orishas. Oh shit! You recording me? Yes. <laughs> Thanks. No, shut up. 
I, tr- I tried to send it to the chat, but I was actually nice. I was posting it to my stories by mistake. I don't want it to go to my stories. Nice. Uh, and I'm pretty excited for that. And I've come up with a concept design for the Batgirl Year One costume for my fan series. All right, that's awesome. Cool. Also, Michael, if you're at the M, what at the Mister X, I want to know how much he scares you. Mister X, what the fuck is that? If you're at the Mister X. Is that a porn? What is that? <laughs> I hope not, because he's only 14. I'm talking to you about porn. I want to know how much he scares you, even though I know you were a demon child and wanted a Chucky doll. What the fuck is Mr. X? I don't know. You want to tell me something here? <laughs> no, does he want to tell me? Fill me in. <laughs> also, I'm working on some fan-made posters for your series, Jordan. Thank you, Xander. Anyways, that's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. I think Michael was confused what you meant by Mr. X. We're both confused. <laughs> Please elaborate. Uh, yeah. Uh, next email comes from Anthony Johnson. The power protects you no longer. If Miss Line... Is that something for like Umbrella Academy or some shit? Did that you line. watch Umbrella Academy? What, Mr. X? Yeah. I've watched the first episode. Is there a Mr. X in that? I don't remember there being a Mr. X in that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you watch that yet? I haven't started it. Oh, okay. So, we don't got to talk about it then. <laughs> Um, yeah, the power protects you no longer, which is a quote from Power Rangers Unworthy. Hey guys, I'm a longtime listener writing to you for the first time. I jumped on the blurred train around the time Michael started being a regular on the podcast, which I think might have been the Beauty and the Beast episode. So yeah, I've been on lurker status for a while, lol. I just wanted to go ahead and write to you guys and tell you that y'all are some of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever listened to. You guys have no idea how much your podcast helps me get through the long nights at work and keeping my energy up. So thanks for that. Oh, no problem, Thank bro. You. You're welcome. But yeah, I don't want to drag this out, so I'll just leave y'all with some recommendations. Jordan- Feed me more compliments. <laughs> You're awesome, Michael. You're so awesome. Uh, Jordan, you should watch Star Trek if you haven't. I watched the first episode of the new one. Discovery, is that what it's called? Discovery, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. Have you seen it? No, didn't you and Jamie talk about it? You said it was really good. Check it out, yada, yada, yada. I was probably saying that so she wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> she bit my arm like, please don't hurt me anymore. <laughs> Say it's good. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. The Klingons had really weird makeup. It was kind of dull. I mean, clearly, I didn't watch it since the first episode. So <laughs> uh, j- j- uh, If you haven't, I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but this season has definitely caught my interest, and I think you might like it. I've actually heard that the Orville is better. I've been meaning to check that out, but I, I don't know. I'm not big in this. I don't even know what that's about. It's like I heard. It's I know like it's the, Seth MacFarlane, but yeah, but I heard it's like a Star Trek version of a Seth MacFarlane property. So wasn't it getting canceled? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and for Michael, you should check out this comic book called The Boys. Because you're gay. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. If... I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah, what is that? Oh, I thought you knew. Uh, what is the series getting a show adaption? Oh, this is the series getting a show oh, adaptation. Seth Rogen? I guess. But I recommend the book because... Oh, that's right. You mentioned that in the news. I did. That's yeah. why I was like... But I don't remember what it's about. Yeah, them boys. I don't uh, but I recommend the book because I can already tell the show won't do it justice and you would really like it. Also, you got to get your comic book reading up. Bruh, you're better than that. But that's all I got. Keep up the great work, guys. All right, thanks, bro. 
So you heard him. I don't have time. Get your, get, get your comic book reading up, bro. You're better than that. I don't have time. Subscribe to our Patreon so I can quit my job. <laughs> all I can do is, all I'll do is read comics, watch TV, watch, you'll never hear me say, oh, I didn't watch it because I was asleep. I'll be, that's all I'll do. Well, yeah, your brainiac, you plugged into everything. <laughs> I'll be, I like Cyborg. Oh, okay. Uh, I am the, I am the Senate. <laughs> Next email comes from Diego Bandana. Third, because why not? Hey guys, Diego again. Like writing these never can spread to what? I like writing these never can spread too much love to your favorite podcast. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, by the way, for the suggestions for sites that you definitely never use <laughs> uh, for torrents. Uh, it would be awesome if you guys could review Umbrella Academy. Just watched it and it was amazing. Well, tell Michael that. Um, you only watched one episode. Shut the shut, fuck up. Shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> Makes you want to read the book. Okay, that will be all for this week. Laters from the only and best Diego until you watch Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Uh, speaking of books, did you know How I Train Your Dragon was based on a book series? I found that out while I was watching part one because I looked at the behind the scenes uh, really? stuff and they talked they talk to the author. I only knew that because I watched the credits of the third movie. Like, wait, it's based on a book series? No, I found that part. Yeah, the author was talking about it. She's. Are they called I, the same I thing? Think she was. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's how to train your dragon, but a little bit more after that. Mm. I'm kind of curious. The, only, the the main difference that they were talking about during the behind the scenes is like the first the like the first movie. The antagonist was the village. Like they, they, they fought dragons at first. It's like none of that happened in the book. They made that. They made that part for the movie. Like this series started with them on the side of you know dragons and training dragons and all the other stuff. Oh, I think that's a better change then. The progression was better yeah, in the movies. Yeah. Uh, next email comes from Brett Barbosa. Five star review. What's up, Blurds? Doing a great job as usual, and I'm glad you guys mentioned My Hero OVA because somehow I never got around to watching the movie and did so after last week's podcast. Epic! By the way, a My Hero question for you two. You get to choose five heroes, no Deku or All Might, because that's cheating, to stop an organized crime syndicate trying to take over New York City. Who y'all got? Let's say three for the interest of time. Three heroes. A crime syndicate in New York City. Uh, Gang Orca, Endeavor, and uh, I was gonna say, "Fuck you!" Took my one of mine. Um, I'll let you finish. I'm drawing a blank. Gang Orca, Endeavor. Why Gang Orca? Because gangs. <laughs> Fight gangs with gangs. <laughs> that's, part, that's part of his power. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> um, and uh, fuck. Uh. Com, com, Fuck! You took all. You took mine. I was gonna, com, Kama Woods. Kama Woods. I yeah. was gonna say Kama Woods to to trap people because you gotta be able to arrest them. Um, damn man, I don't want to repeat you though. I was gonna say never two. You took two of my three. Well, I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of Gang Orca. That's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. Crime Syndicate. Mm, beefy. Hmm. Crime Syndicate. Crime Syndicate. Crime Syndicate. I'm like in my head, going through the roll decks of powers. Can I, it's, gotta be, it's gotta be heroes. Did you say heroes? Say heroes. Yeah, five heroes. Fuck. Were you gonna pick students? No, I was gonna pick some villains. Because if I could pick anybody, I can pick anybody. Like, I can't pick Stain. <laughs> He'll just kill people. <laughs> All right, come we Woods. I'm gonna keep him because I need somebody to be able to trap people. Uh, Gran Torino, because he's wise and fast as fuck. He can get in there, 
scout ahead, take out people real fast. Um, so Grant Torino, Kamui Woods. I need one more. Best genius. <laughs> I mean, he's a trapper. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, that's true. So, so fuck Kamui so Woods. I'm going to get best genius, Grant Torino. I need one more. Okay, I'm going to take Kaminari because he can stun people. I'm trying to do this non-lethal. <laughs> okay. That's my team. And just Kaminari, don't use your power too Only much. because you couldn't think of nobody. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else. I'm like, come on, I can't think of any of the other superheroes. I guess maybe that revolver guy with that gun. <laughs> Shoot out. What? what is his quirk? Infinite bullets? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, And last email comes from... If you, also, if you think about I'm like uh, 13... I'm like, if she wanted to, she could be deadly as hell. Do people die when they get sucked into those portals? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, fuck. <laughs> all right, right, well, last email comes from Jeff Gillis, and all he says is, Just kill Merp. everybody. <laughs> you know what it is. Wow. He says, you know what it is. Uh, kill kill you a fan club. I think it's a Hunter x Hunter thing. Uh, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's get into news of the week with Michael. That was it? Yep, that was it. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga on the but you better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want to hand me down. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. All right, news. We usually talk trailers first, but breaking news here on Blurred Vision. The Oscars are going on right now, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse just won Best Animated Movie. Ah, What's up, Black Danger? <laughs> that means Black Panther won't. <laughs> no, I definitely I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to win anyway. Yeah, I know, but now it's for sure. You only get one. <laughs> you only get one. Yeah, choose your black person's best picture. Even yeah. though I didn't see it, I think... I think I think it might end up being Roma. I don't even know what it's about. I heard Roma was really good though. I heard it was, but I also heard it was boring. So that's why it's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prerequisite for the Oscars. It's boring. That, yes, it is. <sighs> but anyway, uh, so trailer Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone dropped. You happy with your life? Don't you want it all? It said that would happen right when it did. Where's our dog? We don't have a dog. Do we go backwards again? Everything you said would come true has. I changed something. Erased something. We're not meant to be here. Life sometimes goes like you don't expect it to. What did you do to me? Turn it off. This is real. Which I didn't realize it was going to be on CBS All Access. I thought it was like a movie, Twilight Zone movie, but no, it's on CBS All Access, which means I'm not going to watch it. But yeah, what do you think of this Twilight Zone trailer? Um, I mean, it looked like Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele. I, they didn't really reveal almost anything in the trailer, so it was just no, a bunch of... a lot of star power. A lot of stars in it. I saw Billy from Power Rangers, the 2017 version, uh, mm-hmm. RJ Siler, 
Harold from Harold and Kumar, Glenn from The Walking Dead, just to name a few. Sanaa Lathan. Is that her Glenn name? versus Predator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is she? Actually, it's so familiar. Yeah, her. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Jordan Peele's writing this, right? Writing and producing, or is he just writing? I think he's uh, writing and producing. Okay. I'm interested. And he's also the narrator, like the old guy was in the old Twilight Zone, right? Submitted for your approval. Wait, that's the Midnight Society. What they used to say? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. You are now entering the Twilight Zone. Yeah. That was it. I may watch it. I'll definitely check it out. And uh, not completely recommended way. <laughs> but something that is recommended, let's talk about another trailer that dropped. Season two of Cloak and Dagger. I suppose the best place to start is with a story. A story of a girl who looks like an angel and a boy who moves like a shadow. That sounds crazy. There are things that I can do. Look who's been practicing. No, you don't gotta believe in me. Nothing can stop me. I make knives of light. I'm giving people something to believe in. I'm assuring freedom like a boat. I'm making the city a better place. I know what you're gonna say. It's stupid and dangerous. What I was gonna say is why didn't you ask me to help? You and me saving the world. Running away from bullets. Risking your life. Put my family in danger. Tyrone! There's something for you! What do you do? Fight it. Man needs a blade for that. Lucky I have you. Me too. Did you have to rip it? You're literally a fashion emergency. I saw where the fight is. The city is full of monsters. But this is a different breed. Louisiana is no stranger to sex trafficking. This is so messed up. Who's taking all those missing girls? I want to help. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? You've had your chance. Reveal trailer coming out this summer. Cloak and dagger. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm disappointed that the villain mayhem that we thought was going to be that crazy ass comic book monster character. Well, it is the crazy. Well, I mean, it looks like they just made her a normal chick. But, but didn't I tell you they're going to do that? Yeah, it's... but they didn't change. From when what I we showed the trailer, when I showed you the picture. I said they're not going to do this. Well, do something. <laughs> they'll just make her. Like, she looks exactly the same, but now she's got like Siler powers, and she's trying like to clean up the streets. Well, a... Jordan, maybe like Doomsday, she'll evolve. Oh Lord, that means she definitely <laughs> won't. <laughs> <laughs> she'll yeah. start. She'll start looking normal, but then she gets more sinister as the season goes on. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Is this Jello I got on my my phone? You got some kind of it's like jelly this, substance in your phone. Honey, what is this on my phone? I don't know. It might be the ketchup from the burger I had at the movies. Right, I don't want to try identifying weird substances on your phone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you take a black light on this bed. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Everything's glowing. <laughs> it looks like um. Uh, when the dragons go into the new world, in the new world, right. and a uh, slingshot or whatever the dragon yeah, they lights all glow up. like neon. Yeah, that's what my room looks like. Wow, disturbing. <laughs> but uh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, cloak and dagger. Like I, I enjoy like they're almost doing like a runaways thing where like the first season seemed like it, it, it well not seen, but the first season was pretty slow before they actually got into the runaway stuff, and then the second season they were doing more of the superhero yeah aspects of it. It that's a good like point. That's yeah, essentially what they're doing with this, because like you see them fighting and uh, daggers using way more of a power. She does all. She does almost like a kamehameha blast to a truck. Mm. Oh yeah, so that's, that's a really good point. You're right. 
You need a super villain to actually bring out the true essence of the superheroes. Yeah, because there was no real super villain. No, there wasn't. And the they ended up just fighting season. a lab, <laughs> right? And they just end up fighting a lab at the end of that freaking season. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we gotta stop the sky beam. <laughs> but uh, that's it for uh, trailers. But for uh, box office, How to Train Your Dragon is burning up the box office. With uh, a franchise best of $55 million this weekend. Like I said, making it the, the fran- franchise best. Battle Angel Alita's number two. Lego Movies number three. Fighting with My Family, which is something I actually wanted to see. I actually was planning on seeing it after we recorded, but I'm like, I'm too fucking tired. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, you ever you seen that trailer with the Rock, the Rock, the wrestling movie? Yeah, I've seen it. I, w- I want to see that. It looks like it might be good. Uh, I wait for that on like video. You're trash. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's those are the most important movies. Happy Death Day is number seven. I want to see that too. I may go see that tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, that's it for box office. But let's see. I didn't organize any of this. I didn't get a chance to do it. <laughs> what? That's how you start the podcast, Mister. But, like, uh, but then I forgot. <laughs> wow. Because I'm like, wait, I don't want to do this. For, I don't want to do this one first. You had one job. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk about this first. Well, we can talk about this first. You said you want to talk about Jussie. Let's talk about Jussie. Oh, right. I actually have forgotten. Blah, I got no energy now. <laughs> but yeah, man, between R. Kelly and Jussie Smollett, I think Black History Month is kind of ruined. I don't know. Well, not even just that, but <laughs> the, cancel the, it. the Coast Guard for that wanted to kill a bunch of uh, tr- non-Trump supporters and black people and white supremacists. They arrested, they arrested like 54 white supremacists in like Russville, Alabama or something like that. You got the governors of Virginia dressing in blackface. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but yeah, so if you've been living under a rock, uh, Jesse Smollett has been arrested. Well, he's out on bail right now, but he was arrested for felony charges of reporting a uh, false claim. Uh, police came out. The police chief came out and basically said they have uh, surveillance evidence and text messages. And he wrote a check. That That's confir- the most damning evidence. That confirms. Who the fuck writes a check? Yeah. Cash only, Jesse. <laughs> so, yeah, he wrote a check for $3,500 that confirms that he actually did stage the attack. So he was in. Uh, he, he got arrested. He t- actually turned himself in. He uh his bail he posts he posts bail so he's out he went to set an empire, and so now they're basically getting stuff together to take him to a grand jury. It's crazy. And we were just talking about last week. I were like, please don't let this man be lying. Please. And they're, and they're saying that there's also cause it's also causing division on the set of Empire because some people of course some people are still defending him, but then other people are they want him fired or they want him to step down himself. And so it's also causing mm-hmm. arguments on the side of Empire, and Didn't with with that he's been written. He no, he's been written out of the because they're supposed to film the last two episodes for this season, but and that's why he 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 posted bail and he went back to set, but he's been written out of those two episodes, so he's not going to appear in those last two episodes. I heard they were talking about killing off a character anyway. The, the show was teasing a character would die in the next season, so like you think they'll pivot and actually kill him off now? Because didn't Fox say that? They weren't 
going to keep him anymore? Or did they let him go, or is that not? No, they at first they were they were defending him. Yeah, saying like uh, we we plan on you know his character's not going to get killed off, yada yada yada. But then they like kind of backtracked and was like, well, we haven't made any decisions on what to do from you know until pending further investigation or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So that's I mean, it. Seems pretty cut and dry, bruh. Like, I, I saw the Good Morning... After you swore to me in last week's episode that all I had to do was watch the Good Morning America interview to see how truthful he was being. And, and all, he can't be lying. The things he said... If you rewatch the interview, because I watched it after he got arrested. I don't know if it's because like now I have a different feeling about him, but I, I knew from the beginning that the story seemed too on the nose. So watching that Good Morning America interview, it did the opposite for me. To me, I'm like, I look at that, I'm like, he's definitely lying. There are moments where he defends some of the choices he makes and, like, the way he rephrases them when he defends himself, like, why he didn't give his phone over or why he thinks he's being targeted. I go really hard in the four or five. You people have done research about, like, times that he, quote, unquote, says that he's been, like, a super advocate against Trump. He's not really. So it's like, there's not even a reason for that. And when he identifies the two guys in the video as the, the perpetrators and ends up being those two Nigerian guys... Bro, there's no universe where two Nigerian guys are pro-Trump, call you MAGA. Like, we're a MAGA country, bitch. Like, get out of here. There's no but, way. Yeah, this is, so this is what the police uh, chief wait, said. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing, though. Oh. Because you also said last week, I didn't have all my research done. I didn't really know that the MAGA hat thing was something that was added after the fact. And that's true. But then in the Good Morning America interview, his justification for like, why would I need to add the MAGA hat thing? I don't need to sprinkle extra like uh, glitter on top of this hate crime. Like I don't need to spice it up any. But then in his own testimony, he says they scream, "This is mega country, country bitch." That's the same thing. <laughs> You're still bringing in the mega aspect of this. <laughs> I think that's what made it a bigger story because trying to make it political. Well, he hit everything. He hit the homophobia. He hit the racism with the nigga, nigga, gay fag, whatever they said to him. And the mega thing. He hit every demographic of outrage you could possibly hit. And it made it a giant story. And, and the, I think why everybody's so mad. Because if you watch like like interviews of other people talking about this on the internet. Like from news networks to just YouTubers. Everyone is pissed. From defenders of him to haters of him. Everyone is almost equally outraged. And I think it's because for the people that supported him. Like, like we did. The first instinct was to put your heart out to this guy. Like, oh my God, he got attacked in this richly charged world we're living in right now. Like, uh, LGBT people are genuinely attacked for things like this. So we yeah. cared. And we personally feel betrayed. That's what I feel. Because I'm like, as a black gay man, like, I know that, like, there will be moments where I'm, I'll think to myself, I'll be like, I would... I don't think I would ever walk down the streets like if I was if I had a boyfriend like holding his hand walking down because I'm like I don't necessarily know how people like n not even so much that I care what people think but also I, I do care guys. what people think because at the same time like people have been gay bashed in New York yeah attacked and I was like oh you live in New York you're good it's like no it's happened in New York yeah so yeah yeah so it's it's a, I, until you get all, until you get all the details of his story the initial headline makes you it elicits a certain reaction and i think it's a reaction that we all can kind of identify with especially us being minorities and you being a double minority by being both gay and black and left-handed so triple minority yeah <laughs> you left this is right-handed country motherfucker <laughs> they used to chop off people's left they used to chop off left-handed people's hands oh jesus to make you right with your right hand 
They yeah. said you were possessed by demons. But then when you watch that interview, dude, uh, the moments where he's like, "If I just felt like maybe if I had said that these men were Muslims or whatever, maybe the people that were against me would be on my side. And it just, oh, it just irks me. Because like, I see a liar. So I'm looking at him like, yo, you're trying really to pass the buck off as if your story just doesn't, isn't just mad full of holes. Like, come on, bro. And the thing I'm just like, if it comes out, after they do the trial and all this other stuff that he was lying, then I'm like, ultimately he got his wish because that's because the police, let me, let me read the statement first. Okay. So the police chief basically said that he was taking advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. Yep. Uh, I can't find the rest of the quote, but basically during the press conference, he was saying that, uh, the reason that Jesse Smollett did what he did, was because he was dissatisfied with his salary on Empire, and he also wanted to uh, increase his profile within the world because most people don't really know who he was. I mean, I didn't. Remember when you brought Jesse Smollett the first time, and I was like, who? Like, oh, the gay guy from Empire. Like, oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, in some ways, ultimately he got his wish because now everybody knows who the fuck he is. I mean, Just not in the way he wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he said he was dissatisfied with his 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 salary. Well, his salary's getting a change because now it's zero. <laughs> so he he's really make, gonna be dissatisfied he was making if like, that turns out. I don't. I don't necessarily believe the salary part. But he was making like sixty thousand an episode. Sixty five. You see, there's a really funny bit on. Um, yeah, I saw the Trevor Noah. Yeah, like. <laughs> Jabuki on. I worked I like three on. whole days this week. Yeah. <laughs> like a stack of money. <laughs> He's like, it's not enough. It's not, not enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I mean, but that is a motive, and you know, Hollywood is narcissistic. I could see him wanting to play the victim to get a to to raise his 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 clout as an actor. But then. I read another again. It's like that's why I, this this is part of the reason why I'm like at this point I don't want to talk about because every single day there's a different story. So they the police chief mentioned that he only he did it because he wanted to, he wanted more money, uh, for uh for his for for his show he wanted to raise his uh, profile and he wanted a bigger salary. But then I read something that said no, actually the reason that he did it was because Lee Daniels, who's the uh executive producer and creator of empire his cousin who was also gay lee daniels is gay too but his his gay cousin was gay bashed and uh went through a similar situation that jesse reported but that story nobody nobody had any reaction to that story that story went nowhere they didn't bother to try to find the people they didn't really the investigation went nowhere they didn't really care okay and so he was pissed off about that and so that's why he came up with this story because he's like well i'm a celebrity so if that happens to me it's going to get more traction and i mean it's not really a conflicting story it sounds like another theory well, that's what I'm saying. It's different. Th- I'm just saying it's different theory than saying, "Oh, I wanted to get paid." Or I, I mean, I but they don't know. They're not gonna know the motive until he says, unless he confesses. They're never gonna know the motive. And if I was Jesse, I would never. Conf- I would die with the lie if I lie. You know, what I mean, could you if you ever admit it, you were just paying a target. Even even if I go to jail, I would still deny it up until that point. You know what I mean? But then another story came out. My neck is hurting, so I need to move. My neck. My bad. <laughs> but then another story came out that after uh, he got arrested, he didn't like, he didn't confess, but he more or less confessed to it by telling the cops that, oh, I have a drug, I have an untreated drug problem. So it's like, then why, why, why would you bring that up? Excuses. As, instead of trying to, unless you're saying, 
you know, oh, this is why I lied. Well, I read that one of the reasons he didn't give his phone up was he was buying drugs and uh, the, the stuff that he redacted from the phone was because it was tied to him calling those brothers. Well, I didn't hear but, that. But, the but I also thing, feel like... But the drug thing sounded to me so tacked on, it almost felt like the Dave Chappelle thing was like, and we sprinkled some crack on him. Like, but, you know what I mean? but I also <laughs> feel like, no, he didn't want to give up his phone because he, he has his dick pics on there. Or his boyfriend, yeah, that's his, a partner, weak, his partner's dick. That's he's, a weak reason. He's a celebrity. <laughs> that's a weak reason. Even though, though I was just like... You're, you're, you're being investigated by the FBI. You need to give that those dick pics up, man. Even though part, I'm like... You, you know your dick pics are already out on the internet. Like, I can look up Jussie Smollett. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> if you know it's, that. It's, right? one, it's one picture. This was years ago before every... Like, I still knew who he was because I watched, like, the indie movies that he's done. Wow. And plus, his, he's, this, his sister is uh, Journey Smollett. You don't know who Journey well, is. Well, clearly, you just poked the hole in his, whole, his alibi. <laughs> I'm just like... I've already seen your dick. It's like, I don't want to give my phone up because that's what he said in the interview and too. It look, and it looks nice and I want to suck it. I don't want to but, give my phone up because I don't, you know, I got private pictures and you, you need back like, your dick pics already on the internet. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't lie, Jesse. But then, again, different stories keep coming out. So, uh, I mentioned that police chief basically came out and said he wrote a check for $3,500 and uh, it was confirmed. And also his uh, the, the brother's lawyers confirmed this as well. But it came out that the brothers themselves contradicted what the lawyer said. And on top of that, there's a new report that came out that basically said this is from the feds, the FBI. Okay. They're saying that the $3,500 check that he actually wrote was not for the attack the $3,500 check that they wrote for the brothers was actually for personal training and they have the text messages that talk about the back and forth between Jesse giving them the $3,500 check for personal training so that's not what the check was for that doesn't seem like it's like solid evidence at all though like you could say it's personal. What personal training was just a euphemism for the attack? Because I, you, they well, have no, footage. They, they show. They talk about the text messages like, "Hey, here's the check about like uh, five weeks for uh, for the training or whatever." Like, what's your? Then they talk about what's your meal plan? Is this your? Send me but, your grocery. Send me your grocery list. Oh, when's the photo shoot? Oh, when's the movie? When's the I video don't think shoot? That's definitive. Only because like these brothers, the, the fact that he knows them already is like, yo. You you made it seem like these were white guys. You I don't care how dark it is in a well lit street in New York. Like it's not that dark in New York. So you could see, even with a ski mask on, you can tell if somebody's black or white. He mm -hmm. knew those guys had to be black. And the fact that you knew who they were, the fact that they have camera footage of them buying all the things used in that attack, like the ski mask, the the rope and shit. Like it's too it's too many coincidences. Like I don't care even if they do reveal that the thirty five hundred dollars check was for personal training in quotes. Everything else, like all the other connections they have, it's like that's it's too much of a coincidence. What's the motive for these guys to attack him at two in the morning going to subway? How random is that? They were the waiting gay, for I'm him. The gay Tupac <laughs> at the gay Tupac and like which I don't get that. What him yelling? He's the gay Tupac. Yeah, I don't like. What is that he mean? to me? Reads as somebody who is narcissistic. That's he, I don't know what he. I don't know what he means by that though. But you could tell in the Good Morning American interview, he wanted the narrative to be I fought the fuck back. No, you did. I, I, look how big those guys are. You didn't fight the fuck back. And if you did, of course it's staged. You know what I mean? I, those two big ass guys <laughs> barely hurt you. I I re, after the, again after we talked, I went back and I look. I, I went to go look at how he looked right after the attack. I don't know what you're talking about. He barely has any kind of like burn over his his neck. 
and he's got like one tiny scratch on his cheek. When you get beat the fuck up by two guys that jump you, your whole face should be swollen. You, if you got bleach thrown on you, no one just like sprinkles bleach or whatever on your body. You would have, you would have taken the rope. Because I am so racist <laughs> that I want to turn black people, people white. white. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's if, to you know, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about the Trevor Noah skit. It's Go hilarious. watch it with Jabuki Young. Go watch that. Yeah, you need to watch it. Um. But like in a real, like, think about the attack. If you were two guys jumping a black guy that you wanted to quote unquote lynch with a with a noose, you would use the noose to drag him down by the neck. He would have his neckline would be destroyed. It wouldn't just be like a barely visible mark there. Like it would be like burn marks. And then you would hold that person down and pour the bleach on their face. So his hair should be all bleached the fuck out. His clothes should be bleached the fuck out. But they weren't like it. It's too light of an attack for it to be attacked the way he described. It just doesn't add up. There's too many things that don't add up with his story. Like, if it was one thing isolated, that'd be one thing. But it's like almost everything doesn't add up. Yeah, it's not. No, I'm, I'm def, like, I'm saying, like, at this point, it's definitely not looking good. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's too much shit comes. Like, I'm just like, what? At this point, I'm like, I'm just ready for it to be done because it's too much shit that keeps coming out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't think anything's come out that's kind of made it seem like he's not guilty. I'm trust me. I am rooting for Jesse, but or I was. I honestly, I feel betrayed at this. Point. Or I'm like Lee Daniels set him up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yo, that's the chick that interviewed him. No, no, no. no. That, that, well, no, that's wait, wait, Robin. Wait. That's Robin. Robin. She's. A, I take it back what I said about her in the um the Liam Neeson interview. Because if you look at the interview with the Good Morning America, the way she's looking at him, she fucking knows he's lying. The way she gives him the side eye, like. Word, you all about love? That's what this is all about? Word, you, you fought the fuck back, Jesse, for real? Okay. <laughs> like, the way she stares at him, I'm like, she fucking knows. She knows he's lying. But let me ask you, do you, like, if you had to wager, like, put a bet on it, like. I don't know, I think he's, no, I think he's lying. Like, why would he do this to us? I don't want him to be. Why <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't want him. Why would he do this to us as a people? <laughs> There's so many articles, like, from, and I feel the same, like, as a black gay man, I'm disappointed. Because we already go through shit already. And like we said, now it's going to, every time somebody I've talked comes about, out. Yeah, I was like, I've talked about this so many times. Like, how many times I've been called fag, nigger, all this shit on Instagram alone. But now, like, whenever somebody comes out with like a story about being attacked, it's going to be second-guessed. And it's going to be referenced to this this whole incident. Like, is this another Jesse Smollett case? Like, he... It's so and, ironic but the, that the, he the wanted... Sa- the sad thing about that, though, is, because it's, it's definitely true... But the sad thing about it is, it's like, part of me feels like, I don't know, it's almost kind of like a justification for people that want to make it seem like. Oh, of course. But it's his fault. He let Trump win. (laughs) Oh, Trump tweeted about it. Yeah. He tweeted about it. Tweeted about it. He vindicated every actually racist. He's like, oh, that Jesse Smollett, he's the real real racist. You need to apologize to my supporters. Exactly. I'm just like, ah, I knew this was coming. Exactly. But he vindicated every actually homophobic and racist person's thoughts. Every single one. Like, he gave them all a win. But to me, it's like, the, the irony of this whole situation is, if he's lying, I think he is, but if he's lying... The, the irony is he wanted to be the face of a movement. That's really what he did this for. He wanted to be the person that when people think about like direct attacks like this and hate crimes, he would be like the poster child for it. And he is the poster child for it, but in the complete opposite way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck, you want to make history, bro? 
congratulations. You you made history in Black History Month by fucking us all over. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I, and I don't want to downplay what he did, but at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with Jesse Smollett, but I just want to put it, put it out there because there are people trying to say, see, this just goes to prove, you know, or just in case there are people that say that shit. This just goes to prove the, the whole racism and homophobia shit it doesn't exist it's in the past, uh, bro. And it's like, no. People hate like crime, that. But I was just, that's why I'm bringing this up. But I'm like, no, hate crimes have actually gone up since Trump has been in office. Just last week, a gay couple was beat up by four men in Texas. Again, I mentioned 54 white supremacists were arrested by the FBI just last week you could look it up not as high profile as this though oh no it's not high profile but i'm just saying the point is it still had like again uh, oh no no i know but i'm just saying like for the people that are going to be chanting that they're not going to hear about that other i actually didn't even hear about that until you told me so i'm the i am the general audience and the, or the i'm the general population the yeah general i was population. gonna say but yeah most people don't follow news as much as i do yeah like, but they're gonna they see the Jesse thing, and now every single homophobic person and every single racist person that has those ignorant thoughts are now vindicated. Like, this is their, you know, people, there's a confirmation bias. You want to hear what you want to hear. So this is this goes into their 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 drawer of, uh, their filing cabinet of, see, this is why Democrats and the, and the liberals are all bullshitting. This is a good example of that. Yeah. And they're not going to think, they're not going to take into the evidence you just said. They're not going to consider that. They're going to just consider the thing that confirms their bias already, which is this. Yeah. Or the guy that's the Coast Guard uh, guy that who is a Trump supporter, MAGA, all this other stuff. He wants to kill all non Trump supporters and journalists and all this other stuff. Like it was a full FBI raid that. So it's like, yeah, Jussie's trash. Yeah, he shouldn't have did what he did. But let's not pretend that. Despite him being, you know, trash, that this stuff doesn't happen. You know what? Speaking of trash, though, I guess we kind of ended with this. But um, the other tragedy of the situation is two things. One, it retroactively makes everything he's done in Empire kind of funny or foreshadowy. Like a lot of his songs, like, um, what's that one song? Uh, no apologies. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm like, apologize to America, Jesse. Ain't no apologies. I don't remember that song. There's so many of his songs. Just just Google Jesse Smollett songs, songs with Empire. So many of them now have a tinge of irony or a tinge of like a foreshadowing to these events now. And you know, it, obviously it's a coincidence. But yeah, because he didn't write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can never go back to those songs and hear them in the same way again. And the same thing for Empire. Like his, his some of his moments with Empire. Specifically, trash. Now we know why you're throwing in the trash as a child, fucking Jesse. It wasn't because you were gay, because you're a liar. <laughs> I could never watch that scene again. I, I literally did go back and watch that scene in that song, because one of my favorite songs in um in uh, Empire, the song, the duet he sings with uh, Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. You remember that song? Did you watch all of season one? I watched all the. Se- I own season one. I, did you follow? That's the only season. That's the only season I like. See, I fell off season two because I was like, everyone did. Everyone I talked to fell off season two. That's why I keep watch. That's why I keep wondering. I'm like, who still watches Empire? That keeps on the hit show Empire. I'm like, maybe in the first season, like the first season, everybody was watching it. Like that was the high. Like that was beating like Walking Dead numbers. Like that's how high profile season one was, and it was like the only. Oh. Show- and this is this is this is one of my favorite songs. This is the end of season one. One of my favorite moments in the whole show, but the the song's called "Nothing to Lose." <laughs> uh, yeah. Here. 
can move forward. Remember this song? Oh, yeah, I, I remember it. I just love, like, Terrence Howard's, like, duet with him in this. Nothing to lose. I love singing. See, now it's funny. <laughs> I mean, don't you, Jesse? Don't you have nothing to lose or prove? He does. You kind of have both. <laughs> I do feel like, though, more than likely, take like five, ten years. He's gonna go to rehab. He's gonna seek Jesus, and he's gonna work again. You think so? I think so. I don't think there's any redemption for him. I mean, especially if he's found guilty. Nah, if there's redemption for there's been redemption for a lot of celebrities like Mel fucking Gibson. Yeah, granted, but he's, but, but granted he's black. Mel Gibson's white. Exactly. I I'm get, like, but he's I get black. that, but there have been black people that like like people in the NFL beat their wives and yet they're still able to work. Yeah, but it's not the same. Like there's not as much outrage. Like I, his case was so That's why I said maybe it'll give him ten years. Maybe. I, I honestly can't see him working again. And if he does work again, he'll be like on a, like a real like even, TV even, show. Even OJ ended up with a million dollar book deal years after Maybe, yeah, maybe a book deal, maybe a TV show, or not TV show, uh, a Lifetime movie, an actual Lifetime movie kind of thing. Documentary. Yeah, maybe. But he's fucked. He, wow. That's how, what I said. It's, maybe, he destroyed it his life for it what? It definitely take maybe like 10 years, but. He destroyed his life for what? For what? Attention. I mean, attention's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll just. I mean, he's, I. He's definitely got. I don't care what you what you say, but like he's definitely got to have some type of mental issues or whatever. Because oh, nobody sure. nobody does this shit just, for sure. But narcissism, like you know. Well, yeah, narcissism is a yeah, that's a thing. A drug. Yeah. Just look at our president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Nothing. But yeah, continuing on the theme of trash. So Jordan, sup? Do you know about this news? So Captain Marvel is coming out in a couple weeks when or next week. Is it next week? But just like they did with Black Panther, just like they did with Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and I think even The Last Jedi, the movie's not out yet, and it's already being review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score, to the point that it is now the lowest reviewed audience score MCU movie since the 2008 Incredible Hulk. Wow. Didn't he, Black Panther get hammered too? In That's the what I'm saying. Score? Just like, you're not listening to me. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm, I told you, man. I'm dealing with unworthy stuff at the same time. I'm sorry. I said, just like Black Panther, just like Star Wars fans, the movie's not even out yet. Yeah. And people are going on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And white re- people are angry. And review bombing it. White white men are angry. And I'm not saying that just because of the Captain Marvel thing. I'm saying that as someone who also was working on the fan film Power Rangers Unworthy, like I've had people comment about the change of Tommy being a f- into a female. And their comments, it's not even about unworthy. People will just comment things like, I'm just tired of the fucking gender shit. I'm tired of the equality bullshit. Like, there's a section of our country that is just mad that there's a level of representation that they feel is forced. And like whether you whether we think it's forced or not, they perceive it to be forced. So any any representation at all where a person of color, 
a woman's whatever the unrepresented group is 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 pushes a that's lead. why i'm like the movie's not out. even out yet you're already saying like they said that there's a disproportionate number of comments on the review page that cite issues with the perception of captain marvel's sexist yep uh this movie is social justice warrior yep <laughs> um what else? That's really that's really the gist of. Uh, I think a lot of that's generated because she's Brie Larson says something on her press tour about the white patriarchy or something. You see that? But that has nothing to do with the movie. It it doesn't. But that what she said was actually taken out of context. Like, but she, no, I didn't see that. Well, she, basically, she, what she was saying was um, on her press tour, she wanted there to be an equal representation of interviewers and and reporters. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, but the headlines, of course, because people sensationalize the headlines. Uh, they they just take the quote about her talking about the white white patriarchy, and making it seem like she's trying to exclude white men from interviewing on the press tour for Captain Marvel. When really, when she clarifies, she's like, "That's not what I meant at all. I just meant that like, no one's trying to take their seats away. I'm trying to. I want there to be an equal representation of seats at the table. No one's trying to take it away. We're trying to add seats. That's all." Well, what's that quote where it says equality feels like oppression when? Let me look. It's it up. the ones in power or something like that. Let me look it up. Yeah, so I know. I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that quote is. Equality feels like oppression to those who have all the benefits or something like that. To that effect. When you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah, thank you <laughs> for being smarter than us. Thank you, Google. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, it's definitely true. If you always see yourself in everything. When you don't see yourself, it makes you freak out. We, as the minority groups, and but the, we but, always have to see ourselves. But it's like the sad thing is you're still us. seeing yourself. Like the majority of people that are getting roles and that are starring in movies, that are superheroes even, nope. are still, even if you add white women, they're still white. <laughs> no, man. It's got, it's got, it's got to. But the irony is those same people are the ones that will tell you, why do you like, need We to- only got one movie. That's Black Panther. <laughs> And then Black Lightning. Only two show, one, two, two things are superhero related. No, I agree with you. But I, the, I think the irony is those same people who who will get mad at other groups being represented as main characters and, and a few things will tell those same groups, why do you need to be able to see yourself and your heroes? Why can't you just like your heroes for what they are like on the inside and not what they look like? But meanwhile, when the heroes don't look like you, you get really mad. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, you kind of answered your own question right there. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, we're we're forced to. I think I said this before in the podcast, but we as yeah, my, yeah, yeah. minorities are forced always to see ourselves not visually in the characters that we know and love because usually they don't look like us. So mm-hmm. we 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 become we become accustomed to that. But other groups, white men, don't need to have that, and that's their white privilege no. because the, everything does represent them. Yeah. It's invisible. And that's something I mentioned before was like. Even like black movies or historically Asian or like Asian movies or whatever stuff like that, more times than not, white people won't go see them because they're like, well, nobody on the screen looks like me. I have nothing to identify with. Yeah. But it's like, but it's not necessarily a movie that's talking about like say black issues or Asian issues or Hispanic issues. It's just a historic. It's historically. It's just a majority black cast, but they're talking about betrayal, love. Sex, yeah. romance. You can identify with that, right? You've had sex before. But maybe. Michael, they don't look like me. How can I identify with them? There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> so it's like, 
Yeah. So we should. I should never see any movies. <laughs> I should never go Pretty until much. Black Panther came out. I should never see any MCU movies because like they don't look like me. So what the fuck? <laughs> it's not for me, right? <laughs> Basically. Whatever. The hypocrisy of our of our world. But yeah. Uh... Fuck the white patriarchy. Joking. <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, lowest MCU rating since 2008's Incredible Hulk. So, uh, and it took it took the place of Black Panther, which also, which was uh, the the one before the hand that had the lowest rated audience score. And now Captain Marvel. So, see a trend? Man, I really hope it's great. <laughs> Just to prove the haters wrong. That's oh, Jesus Christ. I hate people. I hope it's great too. But but with that, uh first reactions have come out for Captain Marvel. They're terrible. And everyone hates it. Everyone does hate it. No. Uh, basically they're saying that uh, it's surprising and unlike any Marvel movie ever Ben Mendelsohn, Ben Mendelsohn steals the show. The cat steals the show. Uh, one person says love the cat, love Sam Jackson, love Ben Mendelsohn, but honestly I'm calling Lashant Lashana Lynch as MVP. That's Monica the person Rambeau? that plays. No, Monica's mother, Marie Rambo. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Uh, she brings an emotional weight to the film that is needed and transforms the entire movie upon arrival. Oh, wow. Definitely need to see more of her. Hashtag Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has a great 90s sci-fi vibe with a tone unlike any other Marvel movie. Really, it's retro and trippy, mysterious and dorky. It's funny in surprising places and badass in all the right places. There's a point where they're going to start singing that song, Mysterious and Spooky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's family. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> it remains entertaining because it's always changing. It's got the right stuff. You got the right stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you got the touch. You got the power. Captain Marvel is a blast. Has some cool surprises that I definitely didn't see coming. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> and the mystery origin it weaves is engaging and fun. Brie Larson is awesome and makes a fantastic first step into the MCU. There's got to be twists in this. It, it's got to be what we thought. We're just like, there's more of that story that we're not seeing in the trailers. Somebody else says, oh, and yes, Goose is a brilliant scene stiller. So for you cat lovers, Jordan. Yo! <laughs> uh, fans of Captain Marvel comics are going to love the movie, plain and simple. Uh, last one I'll read. Is I'm really hoping Scrawls will be the Infinity Stones of the MCU going forward. Ben Ooh. Mendelsohn is awesome, and so is the whole shape-shifting concept. Oh, this is going to be good. So, yeah, these get me excited about Captain you know Marvel, where I was definitely weary at first. I never even considered that to be... I'm dumb. Like, I keep thinking about the Scrolls as, like, a plot device for future movies, but, like, what if they're using this movie as, like, a big twist, too? Never even thought about that. They are shape-shifters. It might be Coulson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I mean, my hype is increasing for this movie. It is. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you sound really unsure there. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm definitely hyped for this movie. But the only thing that kind of leaves me weary, considering the criticism Overall, they're speaking about the movie, and I guess maybe you could say, well, you can't have a great movie if your lead is, is shitty, but I'm just like, not really a lot of tweets about Brie Larson's performance as Captain Marvel. Ah, it's just shit, the movie right. itself. Shit, you're right. <laughs> hmm. Well, There's only like one, like I mentioned the one tweet 
but not overall. Like Brie Larson was awesome. Brie Larson, it's just Captain Marvel is great, and but and that's why I'm like, eh, maybe you can't really say it's great, but and she's not that good. But then I don't know. You can have a strong movie if if like if you if your cast if your overall cast and the writing is strong, you can still lift up a not so great act. Like I kind of think like Gal Gadot. She's not necessarily that great, but you get good. You get strong writing, great direction, and a good supporting cast. I agree with that. And then also, I feel like you got to give her two shots because even like someone like Doctor Strange, he was pretty good in his solo movie, but he was way better in his appearance in Thor Ragnarok, and then even more better in Infinity War. But that wasn't necessarily. I feel like that wasn't necessarily on the acting. That was more so on the writing and directing, how they portrayed Doctor Strange. More. I agree, but maybe it's the same case here. You know what I mean? Like maybe in different yeah. hands, Brie Larson might you know shine better in in Endgame. I don't know. I'm hoping. Oh, give, yeah, maybe, give, it, give me hope. <laughs> it might, maybe. No, I don't want to make this comparison. What? <laughs> I was going to say, it could be an Iron Fist situation where it's like, he works so much better with another director and another writer, but on his own. That's a good comparison, though. I but then I don't want to make it because on his own, Iron, like, Iron Fist is terrible. I don't want, I don't want her to be terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. I think with Doctor Strange the comparison is good because I, I liked him in Doctor Strange, but I didn't love him. And then, you know, he's a little more playful in Thor Ragnarok because of the, that story's context. And then in, in Endgame, he's not only the sorcerer we all wanted, but his banter with Tony Stark made him a much more likable character. Like, the contrast between Tony and him made him much more likable than he was, I think, and memorable than in his own solo movie. The mm. only part I really liked of him in his solo movie was the end. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. That was really it. Like I'm going through these tweets and I don't like a lot of it's Captain Marvel, but I don't see. Here's here's one. Captain Marvel is a great origin story. Breeze buddy cop chemistry with Samuel Jackson is so much fun, and her relationship with Lashana Lynch is the heart of it. Black Brie people Mendelsohn, really make her awesome. <laughs> pretty much, she stands on the shoulders of black people and is great. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn and the cat steal the show. So yeah, even that was even not, that was like a backhanded compliment because it was really just like yeah, Brie Larson is good. With Nick Fury and and Rambo, but by herself, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> Let me scroll and through, scroll and through, but yeah, overall, but yeah, overall, I'm still way more excited about this movie than I was. Yep, excited before. How much we got left? Uh, not a lot. Okay, cool. But speaking of something that uh, I don't know if I'm be excited for. So it's been confirmed because the set photos have leaked. But Godspeed is coming to the Flash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw Eunice post about that, and it looks exactly how we kind of envisioned Godspeed in the CW universe. You're not excited? No, because I'm like, why? I, I don't know. Apparently, it's a future timeline. I'm just like, but at the same time, because I'm like, considering it's coming this season, Godspeed should be somebody that a should be a villain. main villain. This seems like a one-off episode directed by. Uh, Panna, Panna Baker of all people Killer Frost Killer Frost is directing she's Godspeed direct, she's directing this episode so it's, and it's just the, again well, it seems like a one off well we don't know if it's a one off I'm hoping because remember we were thinking and hoping that Reverse Flash would be the back half villain of the season this to me if you're going to introduce Godspeed he's got to be the villain like he's got to be the back half villain if if he is just a one-off character for one episode, fuck this show. Or somebody that they introduce like in this episode, but then they, he doesn't come back until like maybe next season. That'd be cool too. 
It would be about the same time. I still, I'm like, but just you, save do, it. Do you see how part she, of me is just like, I'm just like, just save it. But do you see how she, the CW Flash, got into the Eobard point? Thon? You were, we got to the point where our whole thing was no more speedster villains, no more speedster villains. We get the Thinker, yeah. Then we get Cicada, yeah. Now we're like, please bring back speedster villains. Yeah. <laughs> bring back speedster villains. But also, part of me is still, I'm also just like. Still think it because they're like, oh, he's this person that's way faster than Barry. And I'm just like, oh, isn't all speedsters been faster than Barry? <laughs> but Godspeed wasn't even faster than Barry. His whole thing was just, I can separate myself like into two people. But we've done that already on the show. Time remnants. So it's like, what what makes him different than this? When, when we was first introduced in the comic, though, he was kind of badass. Did you did you read that? Okay. Well, his thing was he was killing people by half phasing them through walls. That shit was tough. And I know he also has the ability to absorb, take, disconnect you from the speed force. Yes. Which will kill a speedster. That kills a speedster? That's what I read. Oh, well, I don't remember. Well, speaking of things. kind of excited. Speaking of things getting killed, there is talk in the air that after next, all the shows, all the, all, all the Arrowverse uh, shows have been renewed. But they're saying after season five of Legends and next year's season of Arrow, they're both getting canceled. Okay. And. I'm fine with that, but okay. <laughs> there's talk that Supergirl is going to get canceled after next year as well because of the low ratings. So what the fuck is left? <laughs> Flash, Black Lightning, Flash and Black Lightning, and that's it. But they're <laughs> saying if they do cancel Supergirl, and this is all talk, if they cancel Supergirl... They'll replace it with a Superman show, which I would have been excited f- about before they made him a jobber. <laughs> Get used to the word jobber. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that introduced it to me. Yeah, the wrestling thing. Um, damn. I mean, is it going to be the same continuity? Supposedly, it's, it's, t- it's going to be Tyler Hecklin. I mean, but then he won't be a jobber for his own show, though, right? So. Yeah, but how do you retcon that I'll, I'll forgive and forget because i am fine with that i liked his take on superman every time we see him they just mishandle him every time they use him because gotta make Supergirl more important but yeah i mean wow that's kind of to me it's like a heavy blow to the cw if they lose like three shows at once well i feel like one though is run its course arrow's gonna be on his eighth yeah, season done. so that's it's not like it's getting canceled it's yeah. just done legends i didn't even know was still on <laughs> legends is more than likely getting canceled i'm fine with that unless they're gonna say oh no we're just we only had five seasons of mine like yeah we're gonna con today <laughs> but yeah supergirls yeah i mean i can't even get mad i'm not even... in a world where the defenders got canceled when daredevil was on its best season fuck all those shows like man wow Oh, I thought you were <laughs> No, I'm just, I I don't know. Every time I think about like not caring about these shows anymore, I just always reflect back to when I used to like look forward to those shows every single like uh, weekday. Like again, I remember thinking about Tuesdays when I would be so excited to come home and I would make time and be sure I was available to see The Flash every Tuesday. Now I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it kind of hurts. Well, speaking of something that we didn't care about because we didn't finish it, Punisher. Punisher. Fuck, man. <laughs> and I also didn't finish season two of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Part of that was because I'm like, I know it's going to get canceled. And finally, it is now official that Punisher and Jessica Jones are canceled. Why do they even delay like announcing this? I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. 
I thought they were going to wait until Jessica Jones' next season came out. But like, no, they didn't even wait till season three comes out, which is still it's still coming out. Season three is still going to come out. But so yeah, weird. they are now. Why bother? <laughs> why bother? Indeed, but they are now canceled. Unless you bring back Kilgrave, I don't really give a fuck. But uh, they're saying that the reason that uh, Netflix canceled these shows is because. It's getting more and more expensive to rent the license because they don't own these shows because they're owned by Marvel. Okay. So they have to pay licensing fees. And now Netflix is all about, especially with Disney Play coming into uh, fruition and stuff like that. Netflix is all about doing properties that they can they can own and that they don't have to pay licensing fees to because it's getting too expensive. So they mm-hmm. want to create their own universe and not have to pay for these, you know, these fees. Yeah. Especially since the ratings aren't as high as they used to be yeah. for these other properties. So they're just like, well, what the fuck is the point? So that's why they canceled it. Makes sense. So uh, with that... Let the past die. Kill it if you must. <laughs> so with that, uh, Jeff Loeb, who is the TV runner of these shows, he basically came out and said... He, he left a, a cryptic tease on uh, Twitter and basically said, our network partner may have may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of these great characters. But, you know, Marvel better than that to be continued. Dun, 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 dun. So I'm like, what does that mean? Hulu, 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 <laughs> Hulu or their own service. Hulu? I'm thinking Hulu, who, who, who? Because they said they didn't want any adult content on their Disney's app, On right? Disney, so Hulu. So Hulu. Maybe, Maybe eventually, though. I don't think it's going to be anything anytime soon. Well, there's a contract that says they can't go on another network for at least two years if they do go to another network. So they got to wait two years. So they got to wait two years if that's the case. Which I'm like, that kind of sucks. I mean, if you come back strong starting with Daredevil Season 4... I'll forgive it. Because wasn't there that much of a gap between seasons two and three for Daredevil? No, I don't think it was that big of a gap. I think it was. Or maybe it was. I don't know. I think Daredevil season two came out like 2017. But then on top of that, it's like... No, 2016. Because didn't Daredevil come out... Or was it Punisher? Something came out the same week as BVS or something. But then on top of that, it came out in two years. Like, they won't start filming... Like, it's not like it's going to come out in two years. It's like two years, the contract is up. Then they're going to start filming, and then it's going to come out. So then it might, might take three, four years. So I was looking it up. Continue. Moving on. Uh, so, Jordan. Yes. Did you ever want a Hulk Hogan movie? No. <laughs> well, they're making a Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, yeah, it was 2016. And guess who's going to be Hulk Hogan? That actually makes sense. It's three years. Three years? Well, yeah. who cares? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guess who's going to play Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan? No. Okay. Um, John Cena? No. The Rock? No. That's probably somebody you would never guess. Benedict <laughs> Cumberpatch. He's somebody <laughs> close. He's in the MCU. Close? He's in the MCU. Tom Hiddleston? I said the MCU. Oh, oh, Tom Hiddleston. Whoa, what do you think I said? I think it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was not Tom Hiddleston? No. And you said Dr. Strange? Closer. closer. How the fuck is that closer? They're Thor? Re- they're related. Was it Thor? <laughs> it's Chris Hemsworth. It's playing Hulk. <laughs> you know what's sad, though? He's so, like, funny, like, comedic. 
Yeah, but Hulk, what the, f- an American, yeah, brother, <laughs> no, I don't see, I'm like, I don't see it, but okay, whatever, it's weird, <laughs> Hulkamaniacs, brother, <laughs> then I'm like, I'm trying to figure out this Australia, I'm trying to see him, like, can he get the, 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 the voice, why is he doing this, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's done with Thor, so he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do another blonde superhero. But he's not done with Thor. He said he's coming back for like a Thor four and stuff like that. I am. I'm all done for now. I assume it's not gonna be a Thor four for a little bit, right? They gotta take a break on those. Hulkamania. Because no. Thor be that means Thor be the first one well, to have not a fourth out. movie. Yeah, it'll be the first one. Yeah, so I, I doubt they're gonna jump right into that. Give some space after Endgame. So yeah, in the meantime, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, Hulk Hogan. No. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Who's who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who even wants that? That's what I was just about to say. Who's checking for this movie? Like it's not like a documentary. It's just like no, it's a biopic. Oh, so it is. A, it's like biopic or, or is it biopic? Yeah, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody. What you gonna do? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay, <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> but I'm waiting all my life for a Thor Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Uh, the irony of Thor being Hulk. <laughs> but speaking of the MCU, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has confirmed that she's not coming back after Endgame. Yep, because Iron Man's dying. Got yeah, because Iron Man's dead, so there's no reason for her to come back. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I read that. Uh, but also with that, Kevin Feige has also confirmed that Black Widow will not be rated R. I mean, that was a stretch anyway. That was just a rumor. Yep. And... uh. Finally, I'm like, eh, that's, nah, that's not a good one to end on, but I'm going to end on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, when that one, you take all the energy out of it like that. <laughs> but yeah, finally, it's uh, coming out that instead of doing an Obi-Wan movie, which is what every fucking body wants, <laughs> they're going to put it on uh, more than likely the Disney streaming service. What do you, so it's not a, wait. So it's not a movie or is it a show or what do you mean? No, a spin-off a series, spin-off series. Is it gonna be with Obi-Wan spin-off series? But is it We gonna, don't know. So you don't even know what's gonna be what's his face. Yeah, Ewan we McGregor. don't know. There's no fucking point if you'll make it Ewan McGregor. I I'm still fine I'm fine with that. Like if it was a series about Obi-Wan. But I still I wanted the movie too. Yeah. But if you make it a high budget miniseries and have Ewan McGregor as the main character, I mean that, that might end up being a better story because you got more time. Being positive, maybe you can tie it in. I mean, to- I guess, but then part of me is like, what would you tell? A movie is more condensed, yeah. So you can tell a quick story, but it's like, what would you? What story do you have for a long form series? It's gotta be really. It's gotta be Darth Maul related. But we already well, we already seen that in Rebels. Re- redo it with live action because people don't watch cartoons. Like people always say, like, why, why, how are they gonna have the Darth Maul final battle in a movie, or I guess in this case a show, if we already saw it in Rebels? That, that was the show that they fought for the last time, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, just do it again, just retell that story in a different way. I mean, I get because I was gonna say it's not even to say oh because people didn't watch it, but I'm just saying because they say everything is canon. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you retell it, then you're then you're essentially saying oh that's not canon anymore. I mean, you could just retell it and add more stuff to it, like how they got to that point. Because what I, what I know of it, it was just basically Darth Maul wandering in the desert for a while until you found Obi-Wan sitting there 
kind of protecting Luke, and they fought like for a second with like one sword slash, and it was over. So maybe if you stretch that story a little bit, but and, also uh, show how you get to that point. But also makes me wonder. I was like, so if he was able to defeat Darth Maul that easily, why did he struggle so much with Vader? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, Darth Maul was all like decrepit and weak looking and shit. Like he was like hungry and like just wandering. But then you see him in Solo. And you he's see like, him in Solo. He's, he's like a king of his own yeah. criminal empire. So I'm like, how the fuck did he go from that to wandering in a desert like outcast? So is it really canon? If they don't really know fuck how the fuck this shit connects? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's the news. So unlike How to Train Your Dragon, the kids franchise. Star Wars continuity is fucked. <laughs> but yeah. How to Train Your Dragon somehow can do it better. All right. Oh. What? Spike Lee won uh, best screenplay for uh, Black Klansman. Oh, there you go. So maybe Black History Month isn't quite canceled yet. <laughs> <laughs> we get a few little Black wins. Black Panther win, won best original score. Oh, okay. So there you go. You got something. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. And on that note, cause I got to get the hell out of here. Everybody, if you are listening to this now uh, and it's not 3 p.m. on February 25th, go to our YouTube channel, Unworthy Productions, and check out part or episode two, part one of Power Rangers Unworthy. About to get out of here now and go home and do some emergency last minute editing. Because <sighs> reasons. Look out for that Patreon episode. It's going to be long story. <laughs> so yep. one of those YouTube like story time things where I talk about the unworthy production. I tried to get him to talk about it today. He said he's not ready yet. <laughs> no. No, no, no. This story's not over yet. I've got a lot of <laughs> chapters are being added still. So I got to wait until after the 11th. So maybe for my birthday, 313. Wow, yeah. It comes out two days before my birthday. Jordan's kidding. You're getting old. No such thing. Just like Hiccup. He grew up, man. <laughs> he got his beard. I'm, I have Benjamin. I have the Benjamin Button disease. I get younger. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're sticking that's, with here? That's what we're sticking with. Okay. What's next week? Uh, any movies? Next week, I, thi- I think it's Captain Marvel. Let me s- No. Captain Marvel's not next week, is it? Is it the... F- next, next Saturday is March 2nd. So March 1st, is anything coming out? I'm about to look up March movie releases. I don't even think CW comes out. No, Captain Marvel is the 6th. Tyler Perry's Medea Family Reunion. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Been waiting all year. (laughs) That's March 1st. Um, Oh, Dumbo comes out next month? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, No, there's nothing. Oh, shit. Us comes out next month, too? Well, you say next month, but I mean next week. But no, I'm just thinking, I didn't um, know it came out next month, March 14th. Oh, a day after my birthday. Okay. <laughs> Good birthday week. Um, There's no movie next week. So I guess we just got some back stuff to review. I mean, did you check out Weird City yet? Oh, I did watch Weird I watched the first episode. Oh, hold on to it for next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll discuss that. Um, I guess the other random Fuck, stuff. I, I've got, I've, I'm going to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, on that note, we'll but you're trying because I watched the fucking shit. You ain't watched what I told you to watch. I got a week. I got a week. <laughs> but yes, yeah, this is week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host Jordan with Michael, and we will see you next week. Jesse, why? <laughs> <laughs>